Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, the Gold Cup edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Chagu, very happy to have you with us. So we are live uh, in our special in-game broadcast of the Cantina Mekis podcast as we have Mexico playing Canada tonight from the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. The uh, game is going to get started here in about 10 minutes between uh, Mexico and Canada. Mexico with the win will uh, qualify for the uh, second round of the Gold Cup and uh, will almost uh, assure itself of uh, a first place position in Group Group A. Uh, the game earlier, uh, last I checked, it was 2-0 Martinique. I'm not sure if that uh, score stood or not because, uh, frankly, I'm watching uh, the Argentina-Paraguay match, which uh, is a little bit more Interesting. 3-0 it ended. 3-0 Martinique wins over, over Cuba. So they are uh, currently tied with, uh, with Canada in second place in Group A. A lot to get to before the game starts here in the Catinamekis podcast, as I'm turning the wrong knobs. But before we do any of that, what we need to do is introduce our panel. I have a couple of guys joining us now. I'm sure we'll have a couple of guys join us as the game starts. Uh, I am outnumbered. Right now, I have a couple of a couple of Cali's. I've got both the northern and the southern flank represented. We have in Irvine, California, Joel Aceves joins us. Joel, Gionda. Greetings, John. Glad to be back at the Cantina. Now, Joel, you were in uh, you were in Pasadena last week. I'll be in Charlotte next week. I think we'll have uh, Chiquis is going to go to uh, Houston, if I'm not mistaken, for the. Uh, uh, for one of one of the rounds of, of the knockouts, so the, the Catina will be will be live at the. At and, the and, if, and if Mexico makes the semis, I'll be going to uh, to but, Phoenix. To Phoenix, that's right. And uh, and Joel, uh, I know that you're a very pragmatic uh, Chivas fan, uh, almost uh, almost stoic in in, in, your, in your sensibilities. Uh, Chivas made a, made a big signing, Joel. They, they, they see like once again, they can only sign a former player at this time, Uribe Peralta, who is in his mid-50s, playing <laughs> in, his, in his 30th year of Liga Mekis. And uh, Joel, well, I'm not going to ask you, what do you make of the signing? I'm going to ask you, what do you make of the reaction to the signing? The reaction of the Chivas fans? Yes. Uh, I think, <clears throat> and I'm going off of social media, I think a lot of it is exaggerated. Because now you're looking for that meme, you're looking for that funny gif, and it's sort of like validation. Like, so to me, it's a bit of fake outrage. Because if if you've been following Chivas long enough, this this is not new. You know, you should have been mad when Nigera took over. I mean, that's that's a hardcore America fan that has the keys to the Chiva kingdom. And if you didn't care, from within. And you didn't care when they made him the head honcho. Uh, you didn't care when he sacked the De La Torres, who, whose family have been involved in Chivas for 80 years. Institutions. Yeah, he knocked, yeah, he just pissed all over that. And the fans, they, they, they didn't care. They were like happy. The, he, like the stale tamales from. He, he brought. Yeah, up, he, he, he brought. Empezamos con cosas tristes. No manches. <laughs> No, no, but it's true. It's true. The fans were like, they didn't really care. Now it's like all of a sudden they care. And I now think it's, 
I, I think they vilify him more than he deserves. Uh, Iguera, which sounds like I'm defending him, but he has me blocked. I can't see, I can't read his tweets. <laughs> um, but I, I do, cause he, he's done some positives. He, he did bring Pizarro, even though the club saw him. He did bring Mati. He brought a lot of those players that when Chivas won those five championships, he had a hand in that. You know, so I just, I just feel some of it, it's a little bit exaggerated. Uh, we've seen, we've seen former Americanistas wearing the, the, uh, you know, the Chiva jersey, be it Hermosillo or Pelaez or Luis Garcia. Can we say that this officially makes the rivalry dead at this point? There's no, there's no fire between sides. We're exchanging players like it's like it's yeah. no big deal. Ya no pesa la, la camiseta. It's happened before, as that's what I just put. Jaime, I just yes. from uh, from Northern California. How, how are you doing, Jaime? Uh, I'm doing good. I'll so, be like, better. You, uh, you were one of the the angry angry Chivas fans when it comes. To <laughs> um, it's just it's it's to me it's just embarrassing for this to happen. You know, they're they're making it like it's not a big deal. Like you know, he didn't. Play for America for you know what five years? Now, now is 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 it Nat King Cole embarrassing? Guadalajara. <laughs> all this embarrassing. <laughs> or I mean, is it like <clears throat> goat scream embarrassing? The only thing that I'm, I guess, is not too bad is you know Chios didn't pay for a transfer fee. That would have been pushing the, you know. Right. Now, but. Uh, so let, let's 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 take you know you know Oribe is not like like a diehard Americanista. Remember he came, you know he he's a Santos guy. He even admitted it while while at America. Yeah, I mean he, that that is that is his team. He is a Santos guy, mm-hmm. and you know outside of, of of Chicharito, I mean I can't think of a, a of a better pro. I mean especially at that position in uh in in, in Mexican Mexican soccer. And and on top of that, you know, you know, uh, the the fact that uh, when when Ana Pulido is 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 begging his team to say we need to find the leader, and his team is like, dude, it's supposed to be you, you know. And now now you're bringing in a guy that can that can that can stable. I mean, Chivas is a good team. They just have no direction. They they have no compass. You know, they they, they don't they don't have a center. They have a center now. I thought Peralta and I said, you know, Chivas with with Boy and, uh, and Peralta. I, thought, I think Chivas fans need to need to pump the brakes a little bit on the on, on the Thelman Louise driving off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird to see that transfer from like a I mean, straight transfer with no teams in between. It's not as if you're as, as you're asking him to start and play every game. I mean, he's a guy that if I mean. Honestly, aren't those the expectations though? You're coming in, they need a guy, they need a leader, they need someone that's gonna, you know, put yeah. this team back up. So I mean, for him, I think the ex- off the, the expectation is he starts, right? Why? He hasn't started for two years. Why on earth would that be the expectation? To me, the expectation I mean, <laughs> is he is he stabilizes the locker room, brings a little accountability to the to the players that frankly desperately need it. And when you got when, when you need a goal. I mean, who would you, who, who, seriously, who, as a Chivas fan, who would you rather call off the bench, Oribe or Madriga, or Madriga? I'd rather have J.J. Mack and Saldivar oh, back. Okay. <laughs> they're not options right now, so. I mean, they can be. They just got to terminate a loan but they're not. prematurely. No, they can't. You can't yeah. terminate the loan like that. 
So you would that, have to probably pay that, some. I mean, with enough money, the money that they're paying uh, yeah. Peralta, they could but use that to. Just... As, as my dad would say in a situation like this, well, if your uncle had tits, he'd be your aunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about things that are that are actually happening. So. Oh man, I I mean, I don't know. It's just it's not okay right now. I, I once he starts scoring goals for us, maybe maybe he'll we can make amends. But as of right now, I don't want him on my team. I don't want him wearing the jersey. He scored plenty. He's scored plenty of goals against he's, us. So it's he's like, a legend. He is a, a, a he's not a legend for Chivas. Who cares? It's another Carlos and Murcio, you know. It's another one of those situations. Uh, Luis Garcia, um, you know. Did you stop over. watching? Did you stop watching back then? I'm a, would you turn I'm the TV busy. off and when they would, when they would step on the field? I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm taking this season off until he right. leaves the team. And I mean, that season we sold Ramon Ramirez to. Did, did you Wheel? do what, what, what did at, at, at the beginning of the Apertura uh, last year? When after we after it was a jornada dos, Joel, you. you you suggest yeah. all Chivas fans to go to go on loan to other teams because Chivas. I didn't say exactly like that, but yeah. <laughs> well, see, I remember things very differently. Just just like I remember Joel, uh, the conversation we had a couple weeks ago, where we both decided that that Mexico's uh, decade of disappointment was due mostly in part to the the early decisions that Nestor de la Torre and and, and, and oh right, the, yeah, and the direction that the, that the team. Now you're reaching on. No. So, so, so I guess I guess we remember things differently. I guess we yes, very, very different. All right, all right. Very so we differently. Have... But but you know, I want to just make another point on this because, uh, and I'm sure Jaime, you've seen this too, where you have a lot of Chiva fans that as soon as as soon as some talented player comes up, they're already saying he should leave to Europe. So you can't yep. have it both ways. You can't yeah. send your talent away as soon as it pops up, and then not want. The team to look, because I mean, Peralta's also a reflection of the lack of strikers in Liga MX. There's just not that many. Like so, top uh, to bottom, there, there's not. So, Joel, let me ask you this: You, you talk about players going to Europe. So, so uh, around 2010, when Chicharito was at Chivas, and he has that incredible start for that for that season, the world right mm-hmm. before the World Cup, where he is as as hot a striker as Mexico's had going into any World Cup in who knows how long, just just. Incandescently hot. He was on fire. And so you're thinking, man, we, we, we got Chicharito going. We, we're going to play. In, we're already in the knockout of the Libertadores. Like we're in that. I mean, you have you have to be. I, I would assume, Jorge, that, that at that time, I mean, you, as as a Chivas fan, I mean, it was it was it was it was uh, just. Uh... And then and then they announced the Manchester United signing. I mean, and it all, it all came we... crashing. We we went to a Copa Libertadores final and we weren't even able to use him. So it was, but it was Manchester United knocking at the door. What are you gonna do? You gotta spread your legs for Manchester United. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta Manchester United. I understand <laughs> that you're playing the. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that they would they would want a player to play a, mm-hmm. a Libertadores final just just to give them that kind of that kind of exposure. Yeah, but it did it did not happen for. Uh, well, for well, you know what. It's, it's, I wasn't upset that they sold him as much as like when they sold him. They could have waited till he finished, yeah. till he finished that game, and and the fact that he's playing MLS All Star match. He scored a goal instead of a Libertadores final is pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. But he had to be part of that preseason, right? Or else he wouldn't have had the season that he did. So it's like it's you know 
you can't go back and say, oh, this should have changed. But it does hurt to see a player like Ulises Davila now going full circle, you know, returning to Chivas after and the way Uribe we... is returning. Uh, <laughs> Alanis is returning. I know. Uh, Doño uh, Rodriguez. When is uh, when are they going to announce the the, the the resigning of Ramosito? I'm waiting for Ramon. I'm waiting for my Bravo. I'm waiting for. <laughs> Let's just bring back the what about, old guys. What, what, what about Chava Reyes? Is, is is he coming back? Oh, I mean, you already have a RIP. What That's about what about El Jama El Jamaicon? Is he is, is he coming back? I don't know who could come back and save Chivas right now, but it's definitely not Bofo tweeting all day. What about, about Misael Espinosa? What about who had better hair than Misael Espinosa? I mean, it was it was like barely there. The dude was 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 one hundred percent on board with 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 going bald, like the natural way. Just like just Wayne let it Rooney. Look at Wayne Rooney. You know? <laughs> just let it happen. Just let it happen. So did uh, the Mexican kick off yet or? Uh, no, we are still uh, in. in uh, we are commercial commercialing. We're still. Oh, commercial. what do you think of the lineup? Do people know the lineup yet? Uh, well, it's 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 almost the same as it was in the uh, the game against Cuba. The uh, goalie's the same. The forwards are the same. The defenders but, are the same, except for one. Uh, Diego Reyes is, is is on the back line. First, I said, but the midfield is totally different. So uh, we got Ochoa in the goalkeeping position. Chaka Rodriguez, Diego Reyes, uh, Araujo, yep. Gallardo, uh, Edson Alvarez. Johnny, two Saints. Uh, is it Eric Gutierrez in there? Yeah. So the so the, the midfield is, is is completely different. Oh wow. So yeah, but it, it's Alvarez, uh, Guti, and uh, and Yona, or and then like I said, the strikers or the the forwards are the same. Antuna gonna go for uh, another hat trick or what? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I know the Canada's uh, they've, they've they've made some changes too. So it looks like Memo is. Uh, is is and should be the uh, captain in this situation. But Canada does know well, they're they're not allowed to use the the Raptors in this game, right? Well, then none of the Raptors are Canadian, so they're, they're <laughs> ineligible. Dang! Kind <laughs> of like what Tata said, Yon. What, 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 what did Tata say? Press match. He said. He said that. Uh, I don't know how you say this in English. Inamovible. Is that immovable? He said that he is a fixture on on, on the uh, on the starting line. He's like he ain't going anywhere. Yes, yes he said, and, and then he said, locked in. And then he, and he said, uh, and Raúl is our more, you know, he's our top striker. And he said, I'm not here to experiment. I'm here to win. And I was like, God damn, this, uh, those are the sweet nothings I wanted, you know. You are you are the, the coach who whispered into my ears. <laughs> You are one hundred percent in Tatarado, I think. I think. I, I am. Well, I've been so, since <laughs> since that one presser in uh, San Diego. So this is this going to be another another walk in the park for uh, for Mexico? No, I think this will be their most difficult group game. Uh, if, if Mexico wins, it's not going to be scandal. I mean, if it is scandals, it'll be it'll be a surprise. I think. Really? Yeah, I think it'll be. I think at the most three. If they win, uh, by, 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 I don't think it'll be no more than three. I think one, two, or three will be. Uh, I mean, Canada's improved. I mean, they're certainly the strongest of the three teams that uh, that Mexico's playing in the group. And if, and if uh, I'm the, they're still heavy favorites. I mean, don't, I mean, they, 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 if, if I'm the Canadian coach, I play not to get, not to lose by a lot. Exactly. And then secure I'm, that second ticket. I had already written down my prediction. I had a three-zero Mexico. 
another walk in the park on this little <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, trail that we uh, is, were left is, with. Is that Mexico's playing four warm-up games, and then they have their real tournament with with uh, with uh, Costa Rica and, and more than likely the U.S. And that that's when that's when the tournament really starts for Mexico is in the uh, semifinals because because uh, that's when they're gonna play teams that, that that can be because if they end up you know if they win the group which probably will happen they play the second place team of group B which is probably gonna be IT it's, it's probably gonna be IT or Nicaragua I mean seriously uh, or, or or it could even be Bermuda which frankly Joel I'm thinking because Mexico has to play Bermuda in the uh in the CONCACAF Nations League. You know, I'm thinking Cantina needs to go to that. They need to make, make it. Uh, I volunteer. Uh, I volunteer. Put that on the uh, business card, you know. Flight. Uh, just like when, when I, had to, I had to go to Vancouver to cover the, the Mexico-Canada game. I just, I just had to. You know, we, we were obligated to. to you know, how, how, how tough is that for, for you know, CONCACAF and for, and, and for teams to go, man, this is such a great city, Vancouver. And then Honduras beats them. And, and then knocks them out, and Honduras qualifies instead of Canada. So instead of getting to go to Vancouver for your games, you're going to San Pedro Sula. Nothing yeah. against San Pedro Sula, but I mean, it's just not Vancouver. You know, there are very few Vancouver. You know, it's a, Vancouver is a, a great, great city, one of the world's great cities. San Pedro Sula is just, just below that notch, you know, just below that. Yeah, so um, definitely uh, Unfortunate that, yeah. So I think that, so uh, I think we'll, uh, you know, we, we we might have to make that, uh, that that would be the one where we ask for for a couple of passes, you know, you know, maybe maybe three or four, I think. What's up, guys? Rico Ayala joins us from, uh, I'm assuming, uh, Long Island. Is that correct? Is it still uh, Long Island? No, it's not. Still, it's uh, actually Westchester County, New York. Oh, West. Oh, well, is it is it Scarsdale? <laughs> just just slightly oh, that's above. Why, that's why you were asking me about my handicap. You wanted to <laughs> see how I measured with the Scarsdale boys. You know, I don't. It's from uh, from uh, Westchester County mm-hmm. in uh, in the greater New York City metropolitan area. Yes, just tuned in. Been watching soccer since like five o'clock. Did you so. now? Did you get to watch the uh, the? The complete meltdown that the Scots had today, Rigo. I missed that. I was I was on my way home and I saw Twitter going crazy because I missed that. But I, I I made it home for the Columbia game. Oof. Did Columbia versus Qatar. They beat, did they beat Qatar? They beat Qatar one zero. Qatar is actually not playing bad. They're not. They're not. There was a penalty that was uh, disallowed because of VAR. <clears throat> where gotta love VAR. A player from uh, Colombia shot the ball in the box, and the Qatar player turned around, and he had his hand behind his back, and the ball hit his hand, right. but didn't go in, and they said it was not a handball. Okay. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, Colombia really dominated them. Um, As one would expect. As one yeah. Would. But but Qatar is actually, they're holding their own. But they, no, they've been holding their own. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was one, it was zero zero up until the eighty fifth minute. Wow. Well, well, good for I mean, it is now. <clears throat> Bora's not the coach, right? Because I know that he is, is helping him out, but he's not. He, no, okay. he was not the coach. All right. No, but yeah, Qatar had been paying money and taking, uh, you know, 
naturalized players. What type players. of coaches and players, yeah, to their league and also to help with their national team. Well, um, Xavi was, uh, was playing yeah. in the Premier League. Yes, the first um, goal. So the nice. next Canada game is underway. I don't know about you, gentlemen. I'm four minutes in. Yeah, four minutes in. It's, uh, it's, is everyone uh, watching live on TV or are they streaming? I'm on Univision. I'm on, on uh, UDN on the on the, on the big TV. You guys are my eyes and ears. I don't have the game on. Oh. Should be should be a walk in the park. <laughs> now, now, Rigo, I know that that, that you uh, are a member of the uh, one of the, uh, the the big Chivas podcasts that the, yes. the folks can listen to. So uh, I have to I have to ask you, Rigo, as a as a, as a member of the of the Guadalajara community, a man who, when he receives phone calls, this is his ringtone. <laughs> Oribe uh, Peralta, Rigo, are you are you are you upset? Are you indifferent? I'm kind of I'm kind of indifferent about it. I I, I mean, ah. I felt like I felt like we didn't need a 35 year old striker. Like I just didn't really care for it. Uh, I would have preferred them to keep Gary Pereira instead of reaching for Oribe Peralta. Um, but I mean. You you never you never know with this directiva, so it's just like it, it to me it doesn't make any sense to bring in a thirty five year old striker, even if he did come on a, on on a free purchase and and America's playing paying for half of their salary. Um, it's still I think like a one like a two million dollar salary, so that America would pay a million and Shields would still pay a million or something like that. Uh, I just it, it the, the move doesn't make sense to me. I know who I was going to say that it's for leadership and all this, but I, it just doesn't. Well, outside of Peralta, who were who were the who were the leaders on the in, in, in the chill? It was Yair. It was Yair. Yeah, <laughs> he was, but he was also a snitch, and that's why the players were uh, turned so against that, him. Doesn't sound like much of a leader then. Well, he has to report to the you know the boss, and the boss wants to know what's going on. So it's kind yeah, of playing was- both sides. There was, yeah, there, and there was that, that news been coming out that, that, uh, that the fans, not the fans, that the players asked, you know, boy to get rid of Haid because they weren't cool with what he did. And, and the other thing was that when Alanis got booted, he was also negotiating, uh, his contract. So there's word that he threw Alanis under the bus. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to that, <clears throat> but I haven't seen any of the players defend Jair. <clears throat> wow. So, great leaders there, there, there at, the, at Chivas, as, as we were discussing. And then, of course, there's, there's, there's Alan. We need, we need leaders in locker room Pulido. You know, the, one of the <laughs> I, just don't guys. See, I just don't see how a guy <laughs> who comes in, like, from one day to another is going to be the leader. Just because he's right. If anything, uh, he'll he he'll be even more difficult, you know, because he's not part of the crew. Yeah, and he was, you know, he played for America, so you got that going on too. I guarantee you, no one cares. No one gives a shit about that. I think they do care. I don't think they care about that. They don't care. care. Oh, that's right. There's no more, you know, 
There's no more. There's no more fire anymore. There's no more rivalry. It's all about. Oh business yeah, how many? Now. How many of those dudes are legit canteranos? They or Chivistas. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's like one of the sad realities. But I think they should team should be used to ultimately get back to that, where uh, which was one of the goals a long time ago to have a squad that's eighty percent canteranos, and then they sort of lost track of it. Oh, that's not offside. <clears throat> not offside to me. Do we have VAR at Gold Cup? Not for play like that. They should have let it uh, play through. Wow. I don't know if you guys saw it. That'd be really funny if they saw it. Oh, I'm not game. watching the game. What happened? You've got to uh, – uh, Canada almost uh, – Mexico almost got caught in the offside trap. So I'm on Chivas' uh, main site, and the first photo is uh, Peralta with Tomas Boy and – Iguera and Iguera just looks like the looks like a villain, bro. He looks like like a villain out of a out of like uh, a. He had dinner with uh, who's over there in dial up? Chivas TV. Oh. oh. <laughs> he say ante el reto de ser campeón con Chivas. <laughs> wow. Uh, he had dinner with Chofis yesterday. Oh, he Who did. What are you already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here he's like, hey, when is the next pool party? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and Iram Mir. I wonder if that's like the new uh, leadership the crew. of the team. The Detroit. new leadership of the team, yeah. I know I know Tomas Boy is a big trophies guy, so. Thank God. Because he was so, out. That, that, that's, that's reason, you know, if, you, if I were a Chivas fan, that would be reason enough to, to, to root for Tomas Boy to have a, have a successful go. Because if he has a successful go, that means that, that, that Chivas played really well. That means trophies played really well. And as a card-carrying member of, of the Trophy Chaser Society, I, I would be down with that. I would be okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the last couple of games when he played him, and he, he played him at that at the 10 position and you know, let him play free, he played well. Who 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 would have thunk to play trophies, uh, uh, you know, wearing the number 10 jersey at the 10 position? I don't know. Well, Matias gave him the 10 jersey, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, but then he played him on the wing. No, but I, think, I think I think it was more the system that the system that Matias used didn't really use a ten. It was more of a it was a four three three. But with with uh, what's his name, uh, Cardoso, they, he definitely had a ten, and he and that's where he played uh, Pulido. Who would you rather play at the ten, Pulido or Trophies? Oh, Trophies. Well, yeah, I mean Pulido's like he's not a ten; he's a nine. I don't think he's a nine. No, I think he's an, I think he's an eleven. Mm. Well, talk about nines. Raúl Jiménez is he the truth or uh, what do you what do you guys think? Well, I think that he is uh, about to enter the, the the portion of his career where 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 he's probably going to have more success than when, than he did when he was younger, just because just because of the kind of player he is. I also feel like now the not that not that Mexico's had a you know. A very big uh, striker pool, but I feel like now it's very thin, and it's his opportunity to uh, really step into that role. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah like, I don't think Chicharito's days with with the national team are, are numbered by any means. So. You don't think so? I feel like I feel like he's he's getting close to. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, do, but I mean, I mean, let's just just by what you said about, about the, the 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 thin. Position that is striker for Mexico. I mean, if they have injuries. Oh yeah, 
I mean, <clears throat> you know, again, why wouldn't you have a guy like Chicharito coming on? You know, a guy who can find the tiniest of spaces in the, on a set piece. Yeah, but his goals are ugly, and we don't like that. You know, actually, the, the <laughs> true story. I once ran into. I was. Uh, I, I produce uh, uh, pre and post for Oklahoma City Thunder during NBA season, and uh, after one of the West Coast games, I was. Uh, it was like one thirty, two o'clock when we finally got done with work, and I was. You know what? I want to. I'm, I'm. Damn it! I'm going to have some pancakes. So I went to the IHOP. And there were these guys that were having this conversation of exactly like the guy didn't like Chichikas because he said all his goals are ugly. He, the, the, that was the reason why he didn't like Chicharito, why he didn't rate him highly at all. He's just like, all he does is score just, you know, just goals. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Hey, you guys, let's, uh, you hear that? Let's return this World Cup. Uh, they didn't like the way we won it, you know? <laughs> let's, let's start over. Let's, let's, let's begin from scratch again. I mean, I mean, I couldn't. I, I honestly, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, uh, it was, it was. Uh, it was it's fine, stupid. you know. People won't appreciate him until he's retired, and we're not going to have someone that's going to score fifty plus goals anytime soon, that's unless Jimenez proves me wrong. But I don't know. I don't think he's that player. I think he's a great, you know, like the way he plays with Wolves. You know, he's a huge influencer. But we need somebody else to give him a little bit of competition. I don't think JJ Mack is ready yet. I think he's too green. I thought JJ Mack should have been a, should have been here. Well, yeah, yeah. he was. It was know, one or the other. Mexico well, has this, yeah. this disease that they have to uh, win U tournaments instead of just let guys play. I, I guess play. Yeah, I think, no, but it made sense to go to a World Cup over a no, freaking gold, no. gold cup. Come on, man. No, 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 not for him. No, exactly. Him and Linus should have been here. I, I agree 100%. Linus for sure. Him and Linus but should have Linus been is, here. Linus is in um, Europe, um, and JJ Max trying to get to Europe, and he's not going to go to Europe by not getting scouted at the World Cup because there's going to be more scouts there than at this fucking tournament. They only played, <laughs> they only played three games. Yeah, but you really think there's going to be international scouts like looking at uh, this Gold Cup that's happening right now? No. Well, for, for one, they ruined, they ruined Leon's chances by removing him from the team. Right. Uh, for no reason, because they, they bounced out of the tournament with a, t- a coach that they just handpicked out of nowhere. Um, and they were they kind of just, like, plopped him and Linus into, into the lineup, like, randomly. These guys hadn't even been training with them because they had been playing their, their seasons. They should have just let them finish their season with their clubs and come to the Gold Cup. I mean... To me, I think not not that the Gold Cup is more important than a youth World Cup, but his getting experience with the senior team, I think, is more important. He'll have well, plenty of experience, though. He's gonna, I mean, he, he was, knows he'll have plenty of opportunities, but no, but, but again, the World Mexico Cup wanted to win. They wanted to win the U twenty. Like they were all about winning the tournament. And to me, if if you're a kid playing a U twenty, that that just tells me that you're just not good enough. To, only to only in Mexico, on a, only in Mexico do do our stars play U twenty. Yeah, exactly. Like everywhere else, U twenty guys are already. Yeah, but are these game. guys our stars? No, they're still young. Who? JJ Mack and JJ Mack. JJ Mack. Star of Mexico this season. The, the, he's, he was the best Mexican striker. No, but I mean, like on the senior team. That's what I'm saying. Is that it was his chance to come up yeah, and let but... him play? He was the, he was the best Mexican striker in the Mexican league, where there aren't very many Mexican strikers at all. And he 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 outscored all of them. 
I yeah, think so the next you, closest yeah, was Henry Martin. And he, had scored, he had scored a bunch of foreign strikers too. Yeah. But if I'm a kid and, you know, I'm having all this momentum, my team's in the final, and I'm going to a World Cup that where I know there's going to be scouts from all over the world, I, aren't, doesn't it make sense to continue that process than to go to a, a team in yeah, the Gold Cup? I mean, there's, I mean, you know, there's this great thing called – Where you really don't know anybody. Called tape where, 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 where scouts can, can, can watch a player. Say, oh, this guy was supposed to come, but he didn't. Why didn't he come? Well, let's let's take a look. Yeah, but Leon was already planning on buying him from Chivas in order to negotiate him out to Europe. Like everyone thought that this was going to be a great tournament for Mexico, and that JJ Mack would get picked up by a, you know one of these teams, but it didn't go that way. Yeah, I don't think Mexico had any, um, especially in the group that they were in for the twenty. I don't think anyone anyone had any. I think that the expectations were pretty. Uh, Pretty low for that team because uh, you know they didn't win the uh, the the Concacaf qualifying. Uh, got beat pretty soundly by the U.S., who ended up having a pretty decent tournament. They they ended up a quarterfinalist. But again, I mean, to me, if if you're playing on a U20 on a U20 team, that that to me just tells me that you're you're not good enough to be uh, on the senior on the senior team. And, and if you're good enough to be on the senior side, then why are you playing a U20 World Cup? I mean, leadership, leadership, young. <laughs> it's a U20 side. They're all 20. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you're 18, 19 years old, you're and and, and if you're good enough, you're gonna you're gonna play on 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 the, on the top. You're not playing on the U20 team. You're playing on the big team. Yeah, but at the under 20, he he's called to be the leader and to carry the team. And so you want to see okay, how. So, so that's the other thing. So you're asking this guy to be the leader of the team, and he comes in three days before the tournament starts. Yeah, that that sucked, but I mean, you you still are not going to get many options, you know, to be in that position. So you want to see how these guys perform uh, under under those conditions or under teams where they're not teams that are not that strong. Another thing too is you guys are assuming like they're going to get minutes in the Gold Cup. They're not coming in as, as starters. They're probably going to get twenty, thirty minutes at tops, whereas. A World Cup, you're the starter. You know, it's like, I don't know. To me, it made sense why they chose the World Cup over the Gold Cup, especially this Gold Cup. Um, and it just, you know, it, it didn't work out in the end. They didn't have a, a, a deep enough tournament. And JJ Mack will probably stay in Mexico, which is fine. They you know, he's, the he's worst a young player. performance that a Mexican team has had at a, at a youth tournament, I think, ever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did, did they fire the coach already? Gone. Yeah. Apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently uh, I read, you know, it was on the internet, so it had to have been true because no one would yeah. ever lie, would lie on the internet. No one lies. Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's, it's 100% uh, correct <laughs> that, uh, that, that the, the U team guy was supposed to be a, a Flaco. Flaco Tena? Yeah, but for some reason they went with some schlub that never coached before. The I think never, I heard that. The schlub was the son of, uh, of Chucho Ramirez's son. Uh, who had, you know, it could have been some, you know, it's just who you know type of thing. Which I heard, uh, it, I heard, I heard it was a who, uh, who you know type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, especially I think if you're Max and uh, and you've been doing well at, at the youth levels, uh, I think you, and you have, you have the material to send more experienced coaches. If you, you could, you, there's just more, 
way more coaches out there without a job that that have the type of experience that you could send them to a a World Cup instead of using that Youth World Cup to give a coach experience. Seems so. like we we put the <laughs> yeah we put the cart in front of the horse. Uh, I'm not watching the game, but it says that Mexico has 76 percent possession. Yeah. Is that 20 true? minutes in. Yes, sir. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, but that's, but that's typical in, in the Gold Cup. I mean, that, that just doesn't really change. Not against Canada. That was supposed to be, they're, you know, the best. They're bunkering. Uh, yeah, Canada's, Canada's parking a bus. They got to get Drake on the sidelines. Maybe he can motivate this team. <laughs> motivate. He's there. Drake is there. Motivate. Wait, gentlemen, no, I wanted not. to read. I wanted to read something. No, he's not. Yes, Cole. Yeah, we were talking, you guys were talking about leadership. Um, about, um. Well, Chivas don't have any. That's why they try to buy some. <laughs> yeah, but you you guys were saying about how, how much difference it can make. So I got this pretty neat quote here, uh, and it says, How is it possible that switching a single individual, only the leader, had completely turned around the performances of an entire group. The answer, leadership, is the single greatest factor in any team's performance. Whether a team succeeds or fails, it's all up to the leader. The leader's attitude sets the tone for the entire team. The leader drives performance or doesn't. And this applies not just the most senior leader of an overall team, but to the junior leader of the teams within the team. This was from a Navy SEAL book, and they had SEALs running drills, and they would they would see a team that was underperforming. They would get the, the leader from the top team and, and put him with the worst team and then sent the leader of the bad team to the best team, and they started seeing that that worst team started improving. They would start winning, winning some of the competitions that they were training at. But I don't think Peraza's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would have been that guy puppies. five years ago if we would have paid a million more oh. than what no, they were he, asking. You? No, I think he's he's still. He, we played a clip here. I don't know if you remember, John. And it was in one of the. I think I have it. I think I have it. Hold on. I think it was this one. Hang on. Hang on. Mierda. Oh, hang on. <laughs> El América es una mierda. Oh no, oh, no. no. Oh. No, no, it's Peralta hyping the team in the in the in the locker room. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Well, we've seen Chivas yeah. try this before, right? They did this with Aldo De Nigris, you know. He yeah, was, but he was he's injured goods, man. He came, he arrived like he broken was, he was bones. Broke, exactly. And Rafa Marquez Hugo, who Rafa Marquez Hugo did actually I mean, he ended up. He did. Being, a, he he played with balls, man. He actually he's one of the few players that I respected. I mean, how much nope. playing time is expected for? I mean, it for, sounds for like it's, it's it's horrible and plus ten, man. From from what we're gathering here, <laughs> nah, he doesn't. Uh, either he, of us expect him expect him to start. Yeah, he, he doesn't have to play the whole ninety and carry the team. It's just having that positive influence. And like John said, if 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 the match is like in the last twenty minutes, you need a goal. He's the good dude to bring in. Yeah, uh, and you know. Is it going to be a four four two then? Because there's it no has way. To be a four four two. Well, who cares at that point? I mean, seriously. I mean, if you need a goal, you need a goal. You run a, you know, a two four four if you have to. 
No, I'm just saying, like, you're not going to sit down Pulido, you know. So it's going to have to be him but and Pulata. He's, he's been getting – he did get benched. Um, what was it, during Cardoso? I mean, but I'll say, like, ultimately just – I just feel like more like it, it stunts the growth of Vega. I think Vega's still, still going to be the starter. Vega's not going to start, man. You tripping? <laughs> I think he is. Vega have to. Vega and Pulido. be on the wing then? Because no, if you do, if not, if you run, they run a four four two. He doesn't run a four three three. So where is he going to play? On the left or the right? I don't think it would matter. I think if anything, Pulido will take turns. Think Pulido, they'll they'll alternate. Mm. They'll go left, right. You know, deep, shallow. They'll just they'll and do it. Where does Trophies go? Behind them. Oh wow. And and Molina behind him, almost like a four four two diamond. I love that's the diamond. What, I mean, I think it's too offensive. There's not going to be any mid- defense. Well, I mean, you just you just got you just you make just, your midfield your your other midfielders the box to box guys. Trophy is not going to come back to defend. Trophy so, isn't, but you'll you'll have a uh, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna have Molina, Cone, Cone Molina, and uh, I don't know who'll be on the right. Well, they're they're still talking about bringing, bringing in two in. more players. Yeah, Pollo Briseño. yeah. Yeah, but he'll be a, a, a straight defender. defender. Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought what we really needed was a left back, another center back, mm-hmm. um, possibly a right back. Fuck it. Bring in Chaka, man. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't like any no. of the Steelers guys. Antuna. Let's get him. Oh, he's not a – Yeah, the Steelers guys have just gotten really, really tired of winning all those championships. <laughs> If Gallardo doesn't go to France, he should come to Chivas. <laughs> so it's uh, 26 minutes in. It's still 0-0. Mexico does not. But that possession, though. But that possession, though. Have a couple of uh, they have a couple of shots, but no, nothing to make the goalie. They've already made 181 yet. passes. That's insane. I thought. Uh... That, I don't know if you saw that one play with um, where Jimenez shot it. Right. And he had, I think, Alvarado coming in on the right-hand side. Oh, Antuna. It was Antuna. I was coming in on the right-hand side. number 22. Uh, I think if he would have just flicked it over the defender, he would have left Antuna one-on-one, but he shot it. I mean, it wasn't a bad shot, but... I mean, he, he had to go. He surprised. Yeah. Oh, he did not. The goal was not. If if that one was on target, it would it would have been a goal. Yeah. The goalie had who was like, oh, that just happened. I mean, I feel like in games like this is when you need guys that are willing to take on players. Uh, the other team is going to just bunker up. Well, what's Pizarro doing on the bench then? He's injured. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he's nicked up, so they're not they're not trying to mm. risk him. They saw what happened with KD in the finals, <laughs> and they're not right. trying to risk him. It's a smart play. That's why that's why there was no reason for for Chucky to play this tournament. Yeah, I'm surprised Edson's playing. He yeah, but I think, too. yeah, but I don't think his injury was as uh, as severe as Chucky's was. Yeah, I think I think he just had like a. You better get that guy. Is this the year Chucky makes him makes the move, or are we going to have another season in Holland? No, I'm I sure. think the year he makes the move. Yeah. 
There's a few players. I'm like, Ekerera, what are you going to do? <laughs> he was signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, I thought he was going after people. Still not official. Still not confirmed yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was nice. You seem to be a few seconds Ooh. ahead of me, John. Yeah. <clears throat> I also want to know what's going to happen with Lainez. Is he going to stay at Betis? Lainez. You know, now that they got a new coach, is he still? And you coach the... already talked positive about him. Did he? That's right. Then... That that's half. That is half the battle, mm. and your coach has to like you. Yeah. He said that he's that he the coach said I I excel. Ooh, Tata, Tata. That's this is this is rated PG Tata. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Did you did you did you read those lips, Hoyle? You reminded. Oh. Someone la of Conja, La Conja. No. What did he say? No, no it, was, it was it was very. Uh, let's see, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. I'm watching the replay here. Have to break it down frame by frame. So players that need to go, they need to make a move. Chicharro is one. He needs to get the hell out of West Ham. He's not leaving Europe. I mean, he's not leaving England. I don't think. Uh, I mean, he can he can stay in England. That's fine, you know. Just go to a different team. That team does not suit his needs. That oh. and the coach are getting after it. I just noticed that Chick Fil A um, Chick Fil A's been sponsoring the Gold Cup. Does that make you? Does that make you want to go to Chick Fil A more, Hoyle? Are you? Are, are you? Are you a, is that where you stop on, on your way back from? A, it's because Chick Fil A sponsors a puto chant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did they play it on the? You know how the Cielito Lindo gets played yeah. now. On <laughs> that 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 to me is 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 uh, of all the the friendlies I've been met when when they have to force the the, the Cielito the sound. Yeah, the, the, yeah. No man, that'll be something else if they did. If they did have a sponsor for the puto <laughs> you know, I wouldn't you know. It would be risky, but it would pay this, off. This, this moment is, is uh, brought to you by. Well, it would be, uh, you know, in Spanish, it would be uh, Miller Light Presenta. And then you'd hear it. Of course, oh, Chick fil A was sponsoring some uh, some heavy dialogue between between, uh, between the coaches. Man. Oh. <laughs> It looks like, yeah. Tata's dressed like he's about to go take go to sleep. <laughs> so, so is That's anyone else as, as 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 in Tatarado as as Joel is? Uh, I like him. I like him. I think you definitely see a, a, a team, you know, has a system, and they and a mission. Yeah, they have a sense and of purpose. They're offensive, and. I mean, I, I it's 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 been a drastic change from the Osorio days, where the Osorio days almost kind of felt like we kind of would win by luck. Like, oh look, well this guy just right. Know, he did a you know an individual play and we scored and and now we're winning. Um, well, Mexico's been getting closer and closer here these last few uh, few attacks, so I think that they'll they'll get a breakthrough here. I, I also think with Pepe, there's, there's a little bit of evolution to the way Mexico attacks to try and, and stop these these teams at bunker. Because so you'll see that the guys, you know, they'll make the deep runs into the box and then they'll they'll 
will cross to the top of the box instead of those old, you know, get to the end of the line and cross it across and it goes nowhere. We got, a like dead, we got a dead guy on the field. Who's that? Raul? No, not Raul. Uh, Guti. Sorry, that's a, that's a, that's a TV term. Uh, oh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Oh, like that's, that. that's, oh, that's, that's, that's a hamstring. Yeah. Great. 32nd minute, zero, zero. Oh, someone's putting on his, oh, it's Guardado. Guardado's coming on. He's got his, why doesn't he play Montes? I think, I think Montes is his, uh, his, 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 his second half ace in the hole if he needs it. It's not a sports bra. It actually monitors uh, the vitals of the players. It's, it's, it's a bro. It's a bro. It's a bro. Your man moves. Is it? Was it? Was it? Now, did you did you like bro or did you like man's ear? See, no, man's I like ears. Bro. I think man's like ear is better. <laughs> you think man's ear is better? Yeah. Do you, do you guys have any idea what I'm talking about? Hopefully, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! So there's a Seinfeld episode where Kramer designs this bra for men, and he calls it the bro. Yeah, I knew and that he, part. And so he goes with 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 George's dad. Uh, uh, I forget what his name was. Uh, Jerry Stiller, the actor, who uh, you know has he has connections in the clothing business, but he wants to call it the man's ear. <laughs> so they have this argument about it, and uh, there's a great scene when they're. They're both wearing them and they're playing pool in their, in, uh, in, uh, and, and, and the wife and George will come in. It's just it's hilarious. It's a great episode. Anyway, so it's a, a bro or a man's ear, which is funny that, that, that you guys would, 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 uh, it goes through just, just, it's, it's a very difficult, very difficult, uh, piece to name in the market. You know, <clears throat> bro or is it the man's ear? Uh, this part of the podcast is sponsored by man's ear. I think man's ear is better. Go to uh, Etsy.com to get yours today, and you'll receive ten percent off. But you say that that that, uh, that regulates. Yeah, code. Does it, it code, John. Code. Code, code John Jagu. <laughs> code John Jagu. He's uh, he's actually uh, spearheading this whole thing. Uh, whole John, thing how, how's the fit I, on I, these? I could have used the man's ear today when I was playing eighteen holes of golf earlier. <laughs> From the 100 degree heat that we had here in, 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 uh, here on the banks of Lake Travis in Lago Vista, it was, uh, it was hot. I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm enjoying potting during the game because I completely hate the Univision narrators. <laughs> Almost makes you want to put it on Fox, huh? Yeah, no, I, I was watching, watching <laughs> yesterday, I was watching on Fox. You know, honestly, that was uh, when, in the last Gold Cup, that's really what, uh, well, what kind of sold me on, on Tomas Boy a little bit because he was one of the one of the uh, announcers and he was you know he didn't care about you know, he would, uh, you know tell the company line and rah rah and he told it like it was and he's like you know if they did this it would work and if they did it it worked it's like he's like I don't know why they're not, why they're not doing that every time uh, and uh, so he, he just he just uh, he he saw the game uh, uh, pretty differently but but I also remember in the last in the 2015 Gold Cup when. Uh, in the Panama game, where they they're you know begging Guardado, the Univision announcers begging Guardado to to miss oh the penalty. That was embarrassing because they were they were mad that Mexico got a got a call like that, like as if it was the players' fault. You know, as if the players <clears throat> that. 
And of course, it was a penalty anyway, so I'm not sure what the what the issue was. But anyway, he he was. It was the issue was um, we had had FIFA Gate and all that corruption, which and, came out of the the whole. Remind me again, Joel, and FIFA Gate uh, of all the Concacaf countries that were implicated. Yes, was, was there a country that wasn't implicated in all of that? Yes, Mexico. Yeah, the most corrupt of them. <laughs> yeah. They deleted they those knew. files. They, they knew. They knew. Well, that, they that knew. Goes, no, hang on a second. That goes to show you how corrupt Concacaf is when Mexico is the least corrupt. Um, but no, they're the most corrupt of all. They're the ones that probably got that whole investigation going. <laughs> you know? hey, no, that was that was from the um, that had to do with the World Cup, and then uh, and and with Chuck Blazer and all that. So it started in the U.S. and uh, eventually they did get to host. But it was kind of stupid to try to like link the two when the investigations was coming from the U.S. to think that they're all under investigation and that they're going to start, you know, trying to rig a game Oof. in their own backyard. It's just, it's just dumb. That guy died. For sure. Dead guy. Got another dead guy. Speaking about corruption, didn't uh, Platini, uh... Platini got arrested? He didn't get arrested. He was just detained held for questioning, and then they released him. for the Qatar, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, I mean, my uh, again, it's like, why do people think that that you know every business is you know there's no no business is honorable? Why do people think the sports business is honorable? And then what's the point? Like they're not going to change the World Cup from Qatar. Well, they should. If, uh, I mean, they should. If, if, they if, if you were to read the Argentine press, you know, they're having secret meetings to discuss. And the weird thing for me is that they haven't uh, they haven't released the logo for Qatar. And they usually get that out. You know, at least, you know, they at least they do a thing where they release it at the, like the day before the the World Cup final, the previous one. What like, they do with what they do with the Columbia one in 86? Did well, they, did they have a logo? Point. Uh, the, uh, they did, and then by this point, uh, I mean Mexico had already got Mexico got it by 1983. They, they already had it locked up. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, because I mean, I mean that, that 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 was very quick. Uh, I think I think Columbia said after 1982, after 1982, we we can't do it. Damn. So uh, Mexico, and then I, uh, Ron knows a lot more a lot more about that than I. I just remember just being as a kid. Uh, here and hey, we might get a chance to get the world. And of course, we moved, <laughs> so I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to see games till '94. <clears throat> but that's uh, that's all right. So Mexico has lost Guti. Guardado's on. Guardado's on. Oh, what a great pass from Jonathan. Jonah. He's, a, he's a really good player. Yeah, he's still the he's better still really of the good. two brothers. <laughs> Well, he was always projected to be better than Giovanni anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was. I mean, he lasted longer at at Barcelona. Yeah, and he, it, it was yeah. just it was just, just <laughs> too, too much talent ahead of him. How are you going to stock in that team? Man? That was, was a... oh, what a great save and a goal. Is that going to count? Yes, it is. What a great play! Oh, oh there's the reaction. I missed it, gentlemen. Oh, no. Did you step away, Joel? I did, man. Aye, 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 aye. But I'm back. All right. I'm back for the replay. So I'm sorry to hear that. No, it was it was a nice play. It was Who scored? 
I think it was uh, Piojo Alvarado who scored. Ah, Piojo. I think it was Guardado who had the first shot, and it was it was a great save by the Canadian oh. goalkeeper. Oh, it wasn't wasn't Jimenez. It was I, I, I couldn't tell who it was. I was uh, honestly. That was number eleven. Looks like number eleven scored it. Oh, sorry. Well, you're right. It was Jimenez who had the so first. So across shot. from the right, and then uh, he scored off a rebound. These wingers are so, just feasting, feasting off. So Jimenez did shoot. Jimenez shots. <laughs> Jimenez shot. First, uh, he did like a tap in, and then the goalie blocked, and Alvarado. I wouldn't call it. It, in. it was a, it was a great uh, like midair volley from uh, from Jimenez that the, that the Canadian goalkeeper did a great job of saving. I haven't but, been, I haven't been a big fan of Piojo. Are you guys? You know, I'm. I think, I think there are better players in, than him, right now. Name them. Go. Uh, <laughs> I think he could play there. Uh, oh, Lachovy is way better. Elias Hernandez is better. Elias Hernandez. Uh, so Conejo. Chucky Lozano can play. Conejo. There. Conejo can play uh, there as Gatito well. Can play there. I mean, he's like he's like the fifth string. And Elias was injured though. Yeah. We spent yeah, last yeah. season. In well, remember, I mean, Alvarado's there because because Chucky and Tecatito are not. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's he's the third string guy. But but I do think that there are better players in Mexico. Jurgen Dam. No, just kidding. I'm also surprised at how much playing time Antuna's getting. Is getting. Well, he's having a really good season for Galaxy, so I'm not sure why he'd be so surprised. I don't watch him a lot. Plus, we don't really have uh, <laughs> we don't really have that many options, right? I mean. Vega, he's the other winger. Well, I mean, Vega's not really a winger, but more well, yeah. straight up striker. I mean, yeah. for, to play him on the wing is just just is just a you're major pendejada. Yeah. Well, who else is gonna come? You know, fill in. There's not really someone that can because we don't really have wingers right now. The trophies, but he ain't take them. Well, yeah, he was injured. Conejo's an excellent winger. Yeah. He's he's like a one of the best wingers in life. Not you know talk about a guy who should be on the Gold Cup squad. Is, yeah, is, I'm surprised he didn't go, or he didn't get called up. He was Chivas' best player all season. Yeah, but the promoters aren't trying to promote him. You know, Ray is getting muscled. That's he's so bad because he's a twig. I, I don't understand why they just don't just play him at, at the at the holding midfield position and just be done with it because he's he's not a central defender. He's just not. Dude, Diego Reyes is not starting material. I don't know what he's doing on the field. No, he's not. I rather have Hector Moreno or Montes. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna be Montes and Salcedo for for uh, for Qatar, and maybe Araujo if he's still. I can't remember how old he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be twenty nine. So he uh, he'll be around. So yeah, but Diego Reyes is just. I mean, you know, he's he's the Jurgen Dam of, of central defenders. He's, <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> So is he? Wait, is he still in Europe, or did he go actually go to Tigres? Because that was the rumor. Uh, no, he's a Tigres now. I mean, he couldn't make it in Turkey. He he's in Tigres. Yeah. Oh man. See, that was another one that that Chivas could have had, but he's you know he's a America guy, so you guys are, you know, they're like you know, we're broke, bro. We only got Hermoso because he was free, <laughs> and they're paying half his salary. Man, we're broke, man. We can't afford players. Oh, that is. Well, I... Oh, Rigo, I forgot that. I think the reason for the ha- good. No, no, yeah. no. I think I think the reason that the, the, for the half the salary thing was because they didn't want uh, Oliva to get paid more than Pulido or something like that. That's what the rumor was on. Uh, I forgot what article I read. How many uh, Chiarmanos have you had to talk off the ledge, uh, Rigo? About 
about about you, the, the Oribe thing. Oh, everyone hates it. My yeah. dad says he's not watching the season. <laughs> Damn. So, I mean, so he, until he, he starts scoring goals, season, right? he barely watched last season. He, 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 so I have I have a new drop rigo. It's uh, if you've ever YouTube, uh, you know, if you're on the YouTube and 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 you and you and you, and you search you search for goats like screaming goats. Yeah. Have you ever seen a goat scream or hear a goat scream? Yeah. They sound like people. Yeah. 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 There's the there's the one with uh, Taylor Swift song, I think. Is oh, there? Yeah. 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 So so I figured any any time we mentioned Chiarmanos on the Cantina Mekis podcast, there's only one way that we could follow that up with with is with the screaming goat. Which of course, if I had the volume turned up, it would be better. Let's try that again. If if the, is 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 the sound of a screaming goat. <laughs> it's the only way to describe a, a, a Chiarmanos. That's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. So the good news is we don't have to worry about uh, relegation anymore. You can just buy your way back in. Yeah, that's uh... – well, I think that that's going to last for one more season when they get their 20. They should go to 24, but when they get their 20. 24 would be too much, dude. I don't think so because I think that they can – there are people that are willing to make the investment. And there are markets that need to, that, that need to have a team. For, for, bring for, for bring Atlante back. They're cool. Bring uh, Leones Negros back. They're cool. Yeah. Oh, almost a, almost another uh, another goal from Mexico. Um, who else? Who else is in second? Oh, Sacatepec. They have a dope ass stadium. Sure, why not put them in the? They're historic. They exactly. They're 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 a traditional uh, team. So they they should absolutely come back. And you know, selfishly for us, we we would. Oof, what's a close we, shot? We get to go on the games. You know what team should come back? Toros Nesa. R.I.P. <laughs> you guys don't know team no remember Coyotes Nesa, are you? No. Yeah. That was the original name. That's right. They were they were black and gold. Well, Nesa Hualcoyol is... Coyote. Yeah, it's 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 Nahual for... I don't know if it's feasting or starving. But they're oh, like wow. a money I'm going to go with starving coyote. Nice. <clears throat> that was one of those teams I remember. They had Piojo. They had Pony. They had um, este, Turco. Yeah, Lusenhof. Oh, they had that guy too. That I think it sounded a- like a Nazi. <laughs> and, and who was the coach, Joel, when uh, when when Chivas defeated Toros Nesat for one of their, one of who their, was what? One of, who was the coach for for Chivas when uh, Tuca Ferretti they defeated for one of the one <laughs> of, the of, the, uh, of the Chivas Comet. Yeah, man, he put that hurt because that first game ended like in a one-one tie, and you're thinking this game at Jalisco is going to be tough, and Chivas just opens a can of whoop ass. <laughs> it just shocked everyone, man. And then the next year we get beat by Nikaxa. I know. But then too Nikaxa soon, bro. It's too like, soon, man. That nah, that kidding. team was stacked, though, man. That, Alex Aguinaga. No, Nikaxa had a good team. Alex Aguinaga. They had. Yeah, um, but didn't didn't somebody miss a penalty kick for Chivas? They did. It was in Napoli, I think. Mm-hmm. Was that ninety-five? Ninety-eight. Listen to you guys. Sorry, jeez. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I I was eight years old and it was like. World Cup year. Ninety eight was a God good damn. year. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember, remember that as eight no, years. I don't that's your memory. You don't uh, Oh yeah, I remember a lot. I remember that was kinda use a decoder ring from the Captain Crunch cereal box. 
to figure out the puzzle in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. This guy, this guy's bringing up Chihuahua games. Oh, I remember because I was like a kid and, you know, on Sundays, it'd just be Chivas. They used to play at 10 a.m. Yeah. And I, and I would try to catch it before going to, you know, my parents would take me to church every Sunday. So I'd always be left, like, did, last. Did you tell them I've, I've already been to church? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sagrado, yeah. So I remember, I remember those, those early memories of seeing, you know, all the, cha- all the champions, all the one championship that they won in the, that I remember in the 90s. So, so Jaime, we asked this of, of, of all uh, members, guests, etc. We haven't asked yet. How, how did the uh, how did the Sorting Hat uh, choose Chivas for you? How the Sorting Hat? Oh, yeah. So it was like my. It's funny because I just turn on the telly and I and it was a Sunday, and they would play soccer. And Andres Cantor was uh, working for Univision at that time, so I would turn on the telly and it'd be a goal. And he would go crazy, and then I just got hooked, and it would always be Chivas. So I just, I just became a Chivas fan like that. Yeah, no family influence or anything. I was just, I just, I just had to be at the right place at the right time, you know. So are you the only, are you the only uh, Chiva in your in your family? Or are you? Uh, we have, we have, uh, no, we we have a lot of Chivas fans. We have a lot of uh, Leones Negros fans too. Yeah, they're like. You know, I, I honestly believe that they are. Um, I mean, that they are more popular than Atlas, uh, known as Negros. In Guadalajara? Just uh, because of the fact that the university is so big, you know. So they like teams that, you know, wouldn't have a horse between Atlas and that may have gone to the university before. You know, I, you know, I, could, I could root for them. Aren't Atlas fans, like, in the top five in Mexico, though? As far as, like, quantity? No. Yeah. Maybe no? Guadalajara. Oh, heavens, though. I, I think, I think Cuocas uh, Atlas fans... They're mostly concentrated in, in Guadalajara and they are loyal as far as going to the stadium. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're not going to see fans outside of the, like too many fans outside. I'll be, like, I'll be honest, I have never in my life run into an Atlas. Well, they're all, they're all wearing, uh, paper bags over their heads, man. They've <laughs> <laughs> paper bags over their heads for, for 60 years. Yeah, I haven't seen people wearing Atlas shirts. I mean, if, they don't if, wear if, them. If the they team, don't wear them. The perpetual, the perpetual sad food for it's Atlas fans. I mean, it's just you can you can start playing this by Jornada Tres. It's over. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anymore. Hang on. Oh, that's right. They have the new. That, new yeah. The grupo, the grupo Orlegi bought them, and they might if they could work the magic they did with Santos. We were going to start seeing the more competitive Chaflas. But it's but it's Atlas. You know it's bad. I mean, when... I don't understand why why that that team isn't more competitive. They have a good bad. fan base because it's because it's Atlas. Yeah, I mean, no bad management, dude. Yeah. Same with Chivas. But you Except know, Chivas it's... has more oh, money because they're more popular. But they're, I think they're equally badly managed. <laughs> well, I mean, think of how how you know even, even when Atlas was was run by the club, you know, all the however however many socios they have. And how hard it was just for them to be able to get any kind of uh, of uh, majority, and you talk about backstabbing. I mean, that had to have just been impossible to get a kind of any kind of consensus on any decisions. Yeah, because they had a great setup after they brought in Vielsa to set up their whole scouting and youth, and they had that that great team with Rafa and, and all those players, Cepeda and whatnot. 
And uh, Danny Boy. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I don't know what happened, mm. man. It's sort of like, like whoever came, they just like decided not to use all that great material they had. They had a great team in the early 2000s, and you know it's bad for Atlas fans when they celebrate a 20-year anniversary of uh, of being runner-up. Of, of the <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, damn, bro. I said, you know what? I said I didn't know, but I do know now. I, I do know now, gentlemen, what happened. And uh, it kind of the same thing happened with Chivas. It's like you have a great setup, and you have all these coaches. And they don't want to pay them. So they end up losing a lot of these coaches and, and uh, people that were there just leave. And it's almost like they have to start again from zero. Because um, they did lose Efrain. Efrain Flores, who went to Chivas, who went to Atlas. I don't think he's working right now. Um, but he'll, he'll be working when they fire the when, when, when they fire the Chivas coach. It was, it was like, Real that always comes in. It's real, but he said Toluca. But I mean, I'm saying that that's one of the things I think one of the downfalls of Mexican clubs where they don't value like the youth coach or overall coaching to pay them more, to keep them around long enough, you know? Well, like uh, like we mentioned, Joel, earlier, the, one of the guys that we actually had on this podcast who was uh, working for he was the the GM of Zacatepec. Yes, Michel. Michel Richo, a very good uh, Chilango last name, like like Manjagu, you know. Uh, but uh, and he even said that the 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 that the youth league the youth league system in Mexico is, is worthless because all they care about are, is is winning trophies, and they just it's, it's like you know, shouldn't your goal be to send you know. X number of guys to the senior team every three years, whatever it is, instead of, you know, what are essentially meaningless trophies. And he says that that, that that is the biggest, which is also the biggest problem in this country here in the U.S. is that all these uh, these select teams, I wish we had a professor to tell us about it, but all, all they care about are, are, are winning. You know, what, what, what good is that going to do a kid with his, you know, with the parents? You know, they're going to develop into a better player. I mean, how are you going to know? But hey, you got that trophy. So uh, that is one of the uh, the, the big hey. that's happening oh. in Mexico right now. Sounds, yeah, like, Perry, yeah. sounds like the dog. Yeah, that's, that's my dog. Fearless? Yeah. No, his name is. Uh, <laughs> his name's uh, his name's is it Buffalo? Is it is it Buffalo? It's Oribe. Pero. <laughs> or is it or, or is it is it Temo? Is your dog named Temo Joel? It's Park Ruffalo. <clears throat> so I got Park, a question Park for Ruffalo. you guys. If Perata comes in starting to score goals, will you guys forgive him? I mean, he's, I don't he's already mean, forgiven you're, to you're me. the one that looks like you need to forgive him. <laughs> What if he starts flopping though? See, I'm not a Chivas fan, so I don't care one way or the other. I, I think I think I think it was a good move. I mean, I, I don't see you, not every move has to be a slam dunk. I mean, you have, sometimes you have to make little moves too. This is not a big. This is a little move. It just happens to be a, a big name. But I mean, this isn't like this like earth shattering, groundbreaking move. But I think it's a move mm. that could, that could help Chivas big time. Okay. 
And I think in the long run, it'll, it'll, it'll end up being a good move. I mean, I mean, Chivas strikers, what, if they have, they score four goals in a year. I mean, how, how, what's the most goals that, uh, that Alan Pulido has scored in the last four or five seasons, you know, since, since 2017? Maybe five. Four. He scored the most important one, though, the one that got us the title. Playing part-time <laughs> for, uh, for, uh, for America. I, think I mean, Chivas, has, Chivas hasn't had a, a, a goal score in a long time. No, long, long time. Since Chicharito. For that yeah. one, for those ten games that one season, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Kaiser Sosa, and then poof, he was gone. Never and then, and then Omar Vabo won scoring title once, and it was with like nine goals. And, and it, it was, was a joint. He had like eighty years to do it. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it a joint effort? Like there was two yeah. players with the same winning winning the, 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 the scoring title with nine goals is sad. <laughs> Debicard also had 29 in his Yeah, short. 29 in a short season. <laughs> was it 29? I thought it was 36. No, no 29. No, Cavino would, 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 he would be the one that racked up the crazy number like they did in the longer seasons, but he would go into the, into the high. Also, man. When Hugo won the golden ball, I think his best year in Europe, he scored 38. If I'm not mistaken. 38? Yeah. In Mexico? No, in, uh, in, in, in Spain. In Spain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was his best year. I think he had 38. El Pichichi. When, when he was in Mexico, Tomás Boy was the top scorer, right? I mean, when he, when he no, was it was Cabinho, because he and Cabinho played on the same team. And then they moved Cabinho to uh, Atlanta. So it was Hugo. I think Hugo played by himself for one year, and he ended up being the top scorer. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Boy, you know, back then was the, the – was you know, Hugo was the best striker, and Boy was, was the best midfielder. I mean, there's no question. And then they then, – then they, <laughs> I've been watching videos of their beef. Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah, uh, the, and he, he He's got a, a huge bug up his ass about about uh, Pumas too. Um, but it's funny because usually, like when Hugo Sanchez talks shit, people usually like kind of back down because of who he is. But Tomas Boy doesn't give a shit, and he just talks he just talks crap right back. Right, and I think that what Tomas Boy, I think his his big beef was, dude, I could have gone over there too. Yeah, and he could have been and and done very well, but for whatever reason, it just you know he just didn't get the opportunity. Yeah, they were. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen it, but there, there's a couple of videos on YouTube about about their beef, and it's all it all stems supposedly back to the uh, captaincy of that '86 World Cup, and how Ugo wanted it because he thought he deserved it because he was in Europe, and Tomas was basically like, "Well, I'm the best in Mexico, like, and the whole team chose me, so I'm the captain." Right, and uh, apparently at this last World Cup in Russia, they were still bickering about it on football country. <laughs> I didn't even realize like I, I didn't I didn't even I mean I would watch a lot of football picante, but I didn't even realize it yeah. till till now that I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, we also have, uh, should understand and realize that back then Tigres and Pumas were were the best teams in the league. Yeah, that's what I was. That's yeah. the video that I watched showed like that one would win the, the championship and the other would win the championship. Right. Yeah, they they, they were really good teams back then. Uh, I mean, in, in, in all honesty, I, as a Puma, because of those games, as as, as a, the Pumas fan that I am, I think that Tigres is Pumas' biggest rival, not America. I think it's Tigres. Uh, because because of the you know their universities, yes, but yeah, but because because of those games and how rough. The, I mean those. Those were good games. I mean, as as uh, you know, we're talking about remembering games as, as kids, I remember those games, man. Those were. Yeah, and Mexico did a horrible job promoting that 
like clásico universitario and I think they could just do more to hype up those games. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why it's so sweet for uh, for Pumas to, to come back from the 3-0 to beat uh, Tigres in that final where they, mm-hmm. they all they came so close. They scored three and then they hit the uh, they hit the post in stoppage time. Oof. That would have been great. All right, guys, I got to run. Um, I'm going to try and catch the second half of the Mexico game. Well, I think you should. Uh, will you be joining us uh, Sunday night uh, post? I'll actually be in Charlotte. Oh, Let's nice. See. Hopefully I'll have some audio. Okay. There. It sounds it'd, good, man. It'd be late East Coast, but for the for, for you guys, we should be uh, you know at least not past past bedtime. So, but but All thank right. you for coming on, Jaime. It was uh, it was thank a you, John, Joe, and Rigo. Cool. Later, Talk man. soon. Take it easy. Jaime Landeros joining us here in the Cantina like, podcast. I th- I think we could we could designate his status currently right now as a, a, a from Chivas like like happy content Chivas fan to the Chiarmano. I think that he's bordering on the Chiarmano side right now because. He he is a little uh, he's a little butthurt about the Oribe signing, which uh, I find interesting. I think that there's like there's like a big age difference here. Uh, yeah, he's a little bit younger. Well, he's a, he's like five years younger than me at least. Well, he's apparently still in his twenties. Which uh, yeah, I remember when I was in my twenties, uh, the thing that bugged me the most was when people would second guess me. I'm just you get you become immune to the nonsense. It's just like whatever. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll probably watch anyways. But I'm not. I'm not gonna make an effort. So if it's on, if if you're home and it's if on, I'm home and it's on. Yeah, you watch it. I'm but watching. but you're not gonna build your day around the. the, the yeah, the, like the, I used to. Yeah. Same thing with the Gold Cup. Like, luckily these games are on. Uh, these late starts are frankly are killers, man. The, yeah. Like for you and me, Rigo. I mean, this is rough. <laughs> if if. We weren't podcasting. I probably would have gone to bed. <laughs> this is actually the game I wanted to watch the most because I knew that Canada was most competitive. Do, yeah, yeah, and they were going to do the the whole defense thing. And Mexico seems to have done a pretty good job of uh, of, of 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 cracking it a little. Have you guys watched? Guarantee you that the guy that they have on the TV right now is from El Salvador. Probably. He's got a Brazil shirt on and he's holding a Canada Canada, Canada scarf. He's definitely Central American. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys watched other other Gold Cup matches? Uh, I watched the Mexico game. I watched the uh, the Curacao. Who did they play? Curacao. Uh, that sounds painful. I can't remember who it was that they played. Oh man, John, are you sure you watched it? Then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was at Salvador. It was at Salvador because De Los Cobos was coaching, so I wanted to. And sure enough, still, man, he's still there. He's back. He's back with them. Because he, he was there and then he left and he came back. Yeah, but oh. it's been, what, like over 10 years? I mean, that's how you, that's how you, build, a, that's how you build a winning team. Continuity. Right. Exactly. No, but he's back and, and they, they did win. And, you know, Curaçao, uh, like I said, I have, I have a, I have like a, I have a little thing for them because I, I, I made a, a very bold prediction that, that they would make the, uh, that they would make the hex. So I'm watching them purely for selfish reasons. No, but I do think that they have, you know that they certainly have the talent to. Uh, what was the score, John? I think it was one zero. One zero. Yeah, um, it's El Salvador. Okay. The the Guanacos pulled it out. It was, uh, but you know both teams had some chances, so it was. Uh, and I was, I was and then yesterday it was it was watch uh, 
I think uh, TNT in Panama, which which I guess was actually produced, but then I think they had Brazil, Venezuela, which, oh my goodness, I could not believe. Uh, the first one I thought was off. He was clearly offsides, but that second one uh, that they took away from Brazil, yeah. uh, I don't know how on earth they could they could they could determine from those angles that 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 that, that the player was offside. That, I mean, to they, me, there was it was not conclusive at all. They've been going really hard with uh, VAR in, in Copa America. Like a lot, like right. most most of the games have at least like seven minutes stoppage time. It's insane. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if you're gonna have VAR, you have all those angles, man. Take you know, do, take one minute. If you stop the game for one, if you can't figure it out in one minute, then play stands. Period. Like, but 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 to, to sit there and just, oh yeah, the the stoppage time was was a killer. But I, I mean, to me again, I'm a big proponent of VAR and, and, and I like it. Because I do think that that, that uh, it can it can it can it can right some wrongs, but you know there's, there's something about you know the, the the call on the field as well. And if you can't determine anything different from what the referee saw when he, when he when he made that call, you got to you 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 have to stick with it. You 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 can't be looking for stuff, and then you know you know freezing. You, you just can't do that. I mean, yeah, they, they, they tried so hard to, to to justify that one, and even even. Chiki Marco on the podcast, he's like, oh, lo van a rolar. There's no, I'm thinking, man, there's no way. And sure enough, yeah, they did. And it was, I was like, how on earth can you make that call? What I don't like is that while the ref is, you know, looking at the screen, we're, we're not seeing what he, like, the replay again. Right. So we're left in limbo as to what the fuck yeah. happened. And then you made a really good point because you said, yes, he, you know, whether he was in an offside position or not, his being there did not change the outcome of the play because that ball was going to go in either way. Yeah. So there was by by that reason reasoning alone, it was not it was not offside. He had no he had no uh, effect on the outcome of the play. I don't know. It's been. Uh, I mean, I, I I've I've been watching more of Copa America just because the matches are more uh, interesting. Sure. Uh, but the the VAR has been very. Uh, well, it's been good. I mean, there, there has been instances where, you know, they made the right well, call. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and most of the time, they do make the right call. But, but you know, my big issue about this is if you don't have a shot, if you, if you don't have a way to prove that it's not correct, then you you you, you can't just assume by looking at a shot go, well, I think it could be this. No, you it has to, it has to be. Uh, I mean, I, I do the same when I was doing uh, college football, and I even I even did it for a couple of replay guys in co- when I was producing a college football game. And they're like, "Well, we, we think it looks like this, so we're going to call it this." And I'm thinking, "Dude, you can't think it looks like that. You have to yeah, it has to know it has it, to exactly." Be, yeah. And it just it just it just drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I remember one time there was a game where a two point conversion was. Uh, was uh, I, I forget what they had the replay. A guy had fumbled it apparently, you know, before he crossed the, the crossed the goal line. And on their quote unquote definitive angle, when the actual thing happened, like the player is blocked in the shot of of when the ball, so they have no idea. And then this, oh, you can tell right there on the angle. It's like, how on earth can you tell? You can't you can't see that that person's that person's person in the shot. Yeah, so it just it, it, that just is one of my big pet peeves about. That every place that if you can't figure it out, then you you can't you cannot make it overturn easy. it. Yeah. yeah, you just can't. So uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll get that straight. And, and you can't take seven minutes to do it either. You know, 
you guys have plenty of cameras, you know, figure out your little system and, uh, and make your decision because you'll be able to make your decision pretty quickly. Hey, this is a fact that I found interesting. Uh, USA is the most winningest team, not championships, but games in Gold Cup history. Yeah, because Mexico, they always, you have to remember, like the Gold Cup for Mexico, there's always some ridiculous drama, you know, the unneeded, you know, telenovela pendejadas that happen with Mexico. That And they, like, they, I mean, they, and, and with Hugo play, they lost to Honduras because, uh, when when Guatemoc elbowed the guy after he like you know blew a kiss in his ear, and so Mexico and then in the the club with that all and and when uh, Vasco Aguirre pushed the Panamanian player, but, there's always something that happens. But uh, I, is it Justin say it was rebooted in '91, or then includes previous tournaments? I don't know. It just, it's just they just they've been showing they they yesterday they were showing the stat while the USA was playing. But they pretty much played. Pretty much been all home games for them. Right, they should be the leaders in school. I mean, if Mexico played all the Gold Cup games at the Azteca or at the Jalisco and the what have you, I'm pretty sure they would have even more wins. I mean, Mexico playing in U.S. kind of at home too. True. Did but, you? But again, did... Mexico has a lot more drama that surrounds the, the Gold Cup than the U.S. Did you guys watch uh, Football Picante last night? It I did was not. with it was with Chepo La Torre. He was he oh. was a special guest. Now I have to watch. Uh, it was actually That's my was actually, You said the magic words for for Jorge. Yeah, man, my nipples are hard. It was actually <laughs> really good because they because so part of the interview was uh, they showed Tata at the press conference. Pretty much saying how you know he had told the the uh, all the owners from the, from the federación like everything that he wanted to do with the, with the national team like he he, he wanted to stop playing uh, friendlies in the U.S. He wanted to play friendlies in South America against you know better rivals and stuff like that. So they were asking uh, Chepo and Hugo like you know about their time with the national team. And they, it was basically like, you can want whatever you want, but at the end of the day, the Federation is going to do whatever the Federation wants. And with the, with the contract with some, there, there was nothing you could do. Uh, but well, it was, they, it was, could, they could choose to not sign the contract. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, obviously it's money in their pocket, so they're sure. not going to do it. None of that, uh, but they, like, they're, they're playing one game a year guaranteed at the, at the AT&T Stadium. I mean, what I don't. I mean, what what's what's really like puzzling to me, at least from the federation. I know, and I know they're getting money in their pockets, but it's like, why are you? I mean, and I know they don't care, but why are you putting the players' careers in in danger, playing them on turf when they're not used to playing on turf? They all play on grass, and you're having them play these friendlies on turf, and every single time that they do, somebody gets injured. Right. So, so why do you continue to do it? Oh shit! Oof! Yeah, Canada with the breakaway, Ooh. and uh, and a no. low shot that whistled by really that, close. That's the kid, right? That, that, that took that shot. The one from what, the LA Galaxy? No, the one from uh, went to Baron Munchen, Davies. 
thought he was, was he's only like 18. Because he was 16 at the last one. So that's what I'm talking about. Why on earth would he... Yeah, Davis, he's really good. He's one of the reasons why I'm a little bearish on Canada this time around. I think that they're going to make the hex. Well, him and and I, think they, I think they have a really good chance of making the World Cup, too. I think I think they could be the... Uh, you know, that they could be the third or, or make the playoff. Oh, that was beautiful. Holy smokes. That's the Guardado that we that we know and love. Goodness oh, gracious. God dang, God dang. <laughs> and in I... the last game, he was pretty much running the whole offense. And here he is answering. He's answering Davis' shot with one of his own. And, and there I am, not wanting him that, uh, at the cup. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you know, know what? He, he didn't do any of that under Osorio. He didn't take one freaking shot on goal under Osorio. What else? Yeah, he's been scoring goals now. Um, wait, uh, Rigo is it because of his age? Are I mean, I felt, well, one, he's because of his age, and two, I felt like under the whole Osorio era, he was just, not that he wasn't good, I feel like he was, like, not utilized correctly. Yeah. So, so he wasn't, he wasn't playing well. I yeah, that's, like under, that's my crack with JCO too. I, <laughs> I feel he he didn't utilize a lot of the players to the, you know, he didn't put him in the best positions for them to. Isn't that just like Mexico and Mexican fans? Like we we finally have, you know, the generation that we that we want. You know, and they're twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Like they're at the prime of their career, and the coach they have in the World Cup is is playing them, is playing every single one of those guys out of position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, I remember it pissed me off, and uh, you had Layun, and he had this record-breaking season in Europe, right. where he was like the top in assists or top three of, of all the Euro leagues in assists, and um, he he comes to Mexico and he puts him on the other side, of the field. Yeah. puts him on, <laughs> and then and then puts him in the right right midfield. Yeah, just crazy. Go over there, dude. Oh man, yeah. And and, and and now, Rigo, this is something you pointed out, I think, over and over again. I think, I think it's probably the thing you pointed out the most in, in the Osorio era is, is the wingbacks never overlapped. And no. th- that's that's this offense can't work without them not overlapping. Correct. I mean, you see, uh, who is it? Gallardo is like up all the way. Look at look at Chaka, up all the way. Yeah. Um, but then also, I mean, you you have a really strong defensive midfielder, which we never had under Osorio. Right. Yeah, I, and I think I think Kachuki should under this system. He oh, he should. should he should, him he should be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have loved to see Vela under this system. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a shame that he hates playing soccer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, have you seen the look of contempt on his face when he scores a? a oh my God! It's another <laughs> another, another one. goal. Oh dear. Now they're going to call me up so to the team again. Boring. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I, I was definitely one of the uh, Guardado, anti-Guardado guys. Even right now when he went in, I was like, why is he putting him in? He should have put in Ch- Chubba Montes. Um, yeah. Wait, I'll bring it back to the leadership. Oh, what a great pass. He, oh, yeah. he brings that to the team. So I think this benefits having... Having those leadership qualities and players like Guardado and, and Machoa. I mean, talk about a guy who's had a solid career. Guardado went to Europe in 20, uh, 2007. And he, and he, and he's had maybe that, that one season where he was at Valencia and it didn't work out and they loaned him to uh, Leverkusen. And, you know, he ended up going to Einho. I mean, he's, 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 had, he's played 
Oh, everywhere he's gone. Oof. Everywhere he's gone. And, uh, and, 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 and has been a, a fixture on the starting lineup everywhere he's played, except for that one year. We need to get one of the beers. Remember they were doing a beer for him in Holland? It was the Golden Eagle. It must have been limited. Wow. Well, somebody must have just had a beer right there. Yeah. Oh, no, that's just water. Oh. <laughs> well, this is the Cantina Mekis podcast. Somebody's, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Joel is... Uh, I had the beer earlier. Is, is enjoying a, a fresquecita. I drank a michelada. Just not not the, the mango first... micheladas again. It shoot, did, shoot. It did. I had one. That's okay. It's that's your okay. favorite. Mango michelada? Yeah, it's Estrella de Jalisco in conjunction with Clamato and Golden Road. And it's a michelada with... Dude, if you're going to buy mango mm-hmm. michelada, you need to just just follow it up with uh, with your favorite flavor of, of wine cooler. I just threw the regular michelada. Yeah. I like the spicy ones. Oh, yeah. The one that... You should make your own michelada, Joel. Make my own? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I just... I'm lazy, dude. <laughs> just want to oh. pop open the can and start drinking. Oh man, that's a nice save. Is that a save or off the post, or both? It might have been like off the post, off the hands. It was off the hands. I wasn't. Gonna say that. I thought it was off the post. But Raul, Raul can't buy a goal, man. You know, I have to admit, I'd much rather see Raul struggle like this than to, like, you know, when Chicharito had that sitter against Costa Rica and he, and he, and he, and he whiffed on it, like whiffed. No, I mean, I think I think Raul is the better forward out of both of them. Uh, I just, he just has, he, when it comes to the national team, he just doesn't have the same luck that he has on his, on his clubs. Chicha makes this luck. Oh, nope. Nobody has better off-the-ball movement than Chicha. No. Nobody. No, he's world-class at that. And that's and that's half the goal, is, is knowing how to move in the box. I remember he put a triple move on John Terry. Made him look like an idiot. It was it was on Super Bowl Sunday, because it was on Fox. So they started the whole day with Chelsea against Manchester United. They just, you know, that's back when it was on Fox Soccer Channel. And they said, hey, let's put this one on Fox. So they put it on Fox. And Chicharro came in like in the 60th minute. They were down 3-1. And he, I think he provoked the penalty for 3-2. And then, uh, and then scored the, the, the equalizer with like in the 88th minute because he, he like faked, he had faked one once, twice. I think he did it like five times to pry himself <laughs> loose. And it worked. And, he, and, he, and, and John Terry just looked at him. You got to be effing kidding me. This little twerp scored on me again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he would always score on Chelsea, y'all. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty amazing. So that's why I honestly believe that Chicharito is still going to be uh, in the in, in, in the World Cup mix, just because of the fact that they he he can do that, and uh, you know he he can score. And I mean, I mean, good God, I mean, if I mean, talk about bringing somebody off the bench if you need a goal. I mean, would you rather have you know Alexis Vega come off? Or Chicharro, I mean, it's, you know, it's a no-brainer. How old will he be? 34? 34. 34. I mean, 
for 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 a for a, a backup striker, it's not terrible. Yeah, you know, Ugo started a World Cup game in '36 in 1994, and frankly, probably should have kept playing. Should have been subbed on in that game against Bulgaria for sure. <sighs> have you ever heard, have you ever heard uh, Stoichkov talk about that game and how they were quaking, in their, quaking in their boots? Yeah, he's going to down players. I, I heard they that Stoichkov said in an interview that they uh, they spied on Mexico. Well, I'm sure they did before before the game. But they, they they were quaking in their boots when they saw Hugo come up to the to the uh, to the touchline. Why doesn't it, he come on again? Because uh, Mejia Baron didn't want Hugo to shoot a to shoot shoot a penalty kick. You know, so you know, so you know, you know why? You know, a great way to solve that is to, is to is to score a goal before penalties. <laughs> Call me crazy. Well, I wasn't it that Mejia Baron wanted him to play in the midfield. It was just. Did, was, there was, was a phone call. Was was Tomas Boy uh, assistant coach then? Uh, I don't think Tomas Boy was an assistant on that team, but I know it was there was there was a Tuca, yeah, and, uh, and uh, uh, Vasco were the uh, because couple, because in that in that video that I watched, uh, he may have been. I'm not sure. Ugo kind of makes a comment about how he wasn't allowed to be the the captain in '86 because. Po- what they told him was that Tomas was the oldest, so that's why he was captain. So he's like, when I went to the '94 World Cup, I was the oldest, and you know, so I was expecting to be captain. But they told me no, that Nacho Ambriz was going to be captain, and he kind of he kind of was kind of throwing a dig at Tomas Boy. So I didn't know if Tomas Boy was part of that coaching staff. I don't think he was. I think he was. He had just finished his uh, his his playing career, so I don't think he was. On that staff at that time, I could be wrong though, but I don't think he was. No, I don't think it was against him though, like the way he likes to think. Yeah. And I don't think um, he probably would have been because it was all Pumas. Uh, it was a, that was a Pumas staff. And I, I agree that uh, for '86, that that the the team that the team uh, chose chose boy. I mean, the dudes they had been Jefe, for God's sakes. And of course, yeah, they had captain. They had been practicing together for a long time, and uh, Hugo had just arrived. Like he came late into the camp, but he felt like out of prestige alone that he should have, he should have had the band. And Boy didn't. Boy was given that option, but he said no. You know, talk about talk about bringing bringing it bringing bringing it back full circle, Hoy. Yes. That that World Cup team, everybody except Hugo took the took the year off and did nothing, played nothing but friendlies. That whole season. One of the reasons why they had the uh, the Pronosticos Deportivos tournament. Yeah, the Pro better, de 85. Better known as the, as the Pro de 85, which of course was uh, was won by America when they shortened the season. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you could see why, the, like playing that many games and being together that long, why the why the players were both in Thomas. And Hugo was playing at Real Madrid, so he didn't, he didn't come until the he didn't join the World Cup team until the end of the season. So those guys had been together for a whole year, and you know Tomas Boy was the captain of of Tigres back when they were kicking all sorts of ass. So there was 
I mean, I remember as a kid saying, of course, I mean, I saw Tomas with the captain's arm. I was like, well, of course. You know, who else would it be? I mean, yeah, and he said, me, there was no doubt in my mind. He said I've even had to make adjustments just to bring in Hugo. Yeah, they said that, uh, that's what uh, Tomas says is that they that the, the, he, they, had, they had to make adjustments to the, the way the team played uh, because Hugo was coming on, and they, they had been playing differently. Right. So <sighs> well, I mean, I mean, Hugo was a. I can't remember who that. I think was it was was it, was it uh, Servin or Flores who was the the backup forward. I don't I would say. I think it was Servin. But uh, yeah, I mean, they 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 did, and, and that, that was one of the one of the issues that they had for sure. But I mean, you couldn't leave him off the. I mean, yeah, you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was. You know, he was right in, in, in the machine. midst of his of his of his one of his one of his benta. So. Yeah, he had to. I got to tell you, uh, the, the the defense is a little uh, shaky. Yeah, yeah, but that's the I mean, that, that's, that, that, yeah. that's, that's that's part of the that's part of the style. That's like that's like saying I think that the sun is going to come up tomorrow. It's uh, just Mexico's defense is always shaky. I mean, would you, you just have to hope that those wing that those fullbacks are making the runs back? I and theoretically, theoretically. Um, well, Edson should be like Edson the, should be yeah. dropping back as a center back. Right. We should. We, they should be. They should have three back. Yeah, he should only Which, come up for emergency purposes. You know what's funny is that I'm always talking shit about Diego Reyes, but the other day against, I mean, not that, not that Cuba was really posing a threat, but he was doing that really well, particularly when they would when they would uh, on goal kicks when they go. would come Here out. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So Luis Montes comes on, the second substitute for Mexico. Comes on uh, for Roberto Alvarado, who scored Mexico's first goal off a of Raul Jimenez rebound. And Mexico's up 2-0 in the 68th minute, but uh, Luis Montes comes in, so that means there's going to there's gonna be some shots from outside the area fired before this game is out. In fact, he's on top of the area right now. They could pass it to him right now, and he could one-time it into the back of the net. How old is he, John? Um He's got. I think, he, I think he's thirty. He's definitely in his thirties. This is his last. Yeah, hurrah. it is. Yeah. And ironically, his game in San Diego—that's where he scored a goal, and that's where he had. And it was a friendly, right? Was it? Was it the friendly? It was, yeah. And that's where he had gotten injured prior to 2014. No, it wasn't. It was in uh, Arlington. What? It was, he he broke his leg at, in Arlington. Wait, not, didn't not he, didn't he score there though in Arlington? Yes, he did. Wait, wait, yeah, he I confused the venue. Yeah, he did, but he, he, did. He, he came back, so that was his, like, return, sort of. Uh... It was great to see him score, honestly. It really was. Uh, and you can't really blame the uh, the turf for the uh, broken. I mean, it was just, uh, like, he had, like, bone-on-bone bone contact. It was, it was pretty rough. But if y'all remember in that game, Rafa Marquez came really close to breaking his foot because the uh, an Ecuadorian player had uh, had gone, just you know, put one of his studs just full on, on uh, on his foot, and there's you know there's like two two inches of sod and concrete there that they're playing on, so that was uh, that, that that could have cost Mexico dearly in that in that World Cup had had they lost uh, Rafa because he was playing really well. They played at a great World Cup until until 
He got, he, he got he got shookered. <laughs> you know, I can't I cannot blame Robin for that. I, I, I mean, can't. that game was lost from the from when Schneider scored. Yeah, it was. I don't think we would have won in in, in extra time. I no, like I mean, that, the, the that, worst that, part that. about that game was that the the two the uh, Guardado and Herrera just had dead dead. They've been on empty since like the minute sixty five. They just had yeah. nothing left in the tank. And then Herrera, I mean Moreno going down, yeah, so early, not early, but when he went down, uh, I thought that was a big loss. But uh, let's, let's not talk about that. I'm just I'm just saying it's like why on earth would you would you even consider touching that guy when you know he's gonna. He's going to make the, the biggest meal out of any kind of contact there is and, and, and sell it really well. And he was the best player in the tournament, so you know he's going to get the call. 70 minutes in, Mexico still leading 2-0. But Rigo said, let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I just gave an update. And this, no, no, this no I, was, I was talking about the, uh, the, the Noira Penal. Noira Penal. You know what? I have a friend uh, that I grew up with in Mexico City who's Dutch. Uh, Antal uh, Reuter is his name. Who's he rooted for? Uh, he rooted for Mexico, but he. I feel like the like the like the foreigners, well, not foreigners, but the people that are born from born in Mexico who are, you know, immig- whose parents immigrated there, always are more Mexican or feel more feel more Mexican, and they root for Mexico over the other countries. Is that is that a well? It's, it's definitely true. For accurate me. observation. And uh, I mean, I can I can only speak for my friends that were that were born there, and I think that that's that's yes. And I think yeah, yeah I think that that has a lot to do with uh, you know where, where you know where you're born. So, but then like you see us Mexican Americans who are born here, we root for Mexico instead of America. And I don't know if it had just it's just it's just the way just the Mexican thing. Could that be it? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you grew up. I mean, if you grew up, you know, speaking Spanish mostly, then I could see why why that would that would be the case. The, the community too, right? I mean, yeah. if you were if you were Dutch and you grew up in a where there's a bunch of Dutch, you know, your your whole tienda you could you could get you could get fried with mayonnaise and all that stuff. <laughs> they watch all those games. They were probably. Probably end up being more Dutch, because we grew up in in very um, you know well at least I did in the community was a lot of immigrants, so that that helped a lot. I mean that's how it was for me too. It was all Mexicans. Who's yeah, this? So, uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie's coming. He's really good too. Yeah, he's really good. He and, yeah, he had an excellent game against. Uh, he and Yona are essentially the same player. I think Yona's a little more elegant, but uh, they're they, they they they're like mirror images of each other. Yona dos Santos could play on any team in Europe. That's right what now. I wanted Chivas to get. Yona. Charlie, no Charlie. I mean Yona too, but yeah, Chivas did too. Uh, he's in um, Monterrey. Monterrey. Well, apparently oh. the only players that Chivas can sign in, in this particular uh, signing period are players that have previously played. For Chivas at one point, or have no transfer <laughs> fee. Yeah, but but Oribe was a, he was a Chiva too. Yeah. For yeah Libertadores. Libertadores. No, but he was he played before that. Before I that, think. 
he was he was he was in the system at least. I think in the youth, right? I believe I believe in the youth, and I think that like in one of his first stops as a, as a, as a young player was at Chivas. It didn't work out. That's funny. I remember uh, like in oh six oh seven before he really blew when he was at Jaguares, and he was like like six or seven uh, weeks into the. Uh, into the league and he was the leading scorer and you're like, well, you know, that's not going to last. And it, it just kept going. It's like, wow, this is that, you know, we don't have to keep an eye on this guy. And, uh, you know, he was, he was a late bloomer because he didn't start playing well at, uh, there till at least 25, 26. And then he went to Santos and it just, you know, went bananas for him. Canada's been attacking, um, you give him some credit. They're just, They've not accurate. A few times, yeah. No, I'm telling you, they they have it. They're going to give Costa Rica some. That quarterfinal is going to be uh, that is going to be uh, as fifty fifty a game as you can get in Concacaf, I think. Because uh, it does look like Mexico's going to. I can't say anything now after after watching Scotland just fall apart the way they did against Argentina. <laughs> so, so they were up three zero, and they, they were and they... up three zero in the seventy fifth minute. Oh no. See, is that, there, there we go. So let's see what happens here. See, I shouldn't, I, sh- I shouldn't say anything. Canada just scored. Yeah, well, we saw Who's it. Fault? Who's we fault were just talking about it. <laughs> the defender, which is, uh, I don't know if this is the correct word, pussyfooting. I don't know what he was trying to do with the bar right there. And if it was Nestor. Oh, he's, going fake. He's, he's faking an injury, so it doesn't seem so bad. Oh, he was trying to be old. Uh, he was trying to move. He was uh, trying to be cute, man, and he can't have that. He gonna, he's gonna fake the injury. <laughs> holding his hamstring. Was the uh, Canadian player offside? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's two one Canada. As uh, Joel said, that, 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 remember when we talked last week about the, about the Cuba game where they didn't try any, any stupid stuff. They just were methodical yes. and just played. You know, the, 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 this is the stuff that uh, that you worry about yeah. in Mexico and then a tournament I'm, like this I'm, is when they try I'm sure Alajo's going to get an earful from yeah. that after the match. And they have been trying a lot of cute little back heels and stuff. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah th- this is definitely a game for Tata to uh have a have a good sit down and, and watch the tape of the players and go, boys, we can't be doing this. You know, you know, better teams will crucify you for for making decisions like this. Yeah, and coming from it's very surprising to me coming from Araujo, who's been one of the the more consistent and one of the best Mexican defenders. Yeah, to me, he's he's been the most consistent since he got. Got called up. What was his year like at Celta? Did, did he did he play regularly or was he? I'm not sure. I know he scored a few times, but I don't know if he played much after he uh, after what his face left. Mohamed, Mohamed, that's where, that's where Mohamed was, right? See, once again, yeah. if you don't have if you don't have the coach, oh, that's a good ball. If you don't have the coach, it's uh, it's going to be very difficult. Pass it back. Oh, Pass it back. He got it. He got it. He got it. Wow. Che Guardado. Wow. Oh, man, again. <laughs> Just like that, Guardado again, bringing, always answering back. Oof. 
And and this is what now the what is it? Because Mexico, I think Tata's teams only know how to score three goals. Yeah. Uh, this is the what? Fifth game? Sixth game? Fifth game in a row that they've scored at least three goals. Yeah, that's quite that's, Raul, quite, that's quite the you know run. Fu- you know what's funny? That Raul has done a very good job of being like the poste this, this whole game. You know, heading the ball off or or laying it off to somebody else. And right there he lays it off. Well, like heads it back to Antuna. Is, uh, Raul is a, is, is, is a complete striker as you can get. Hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Looks like Guardado has the has the good luck strokes tonight. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. See, they, they should be doing them. I like these pieces, these little analysis things that I get sponsored, so I have to do it. But you don't have time to do this in a soccer game because soccer just moves and moves and moves and moves and moves and moves. It's very quick. Especially from a play from when? Like a while yeah. ago? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it, t- it takes time to to build something like this, but, you know, you know, run it when there's a you know, the sub coming on. or you uh, know, At halftime. Yeah, exactly. Or, 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 or in Pope, but you know, it's sponsored, so they have to. So, you know, we just missed all these. We have no idea what just happened here. Because, <laughs> right? so, I mean, because the, the action was happening. That piece is just too long. It just It's too long to run it during a soccer game. Oh, that was sweet. Y'all see the. I guess y'all, y'all see it in a second. Fue sin querer. Okay. So this is this is uh, Luis Montoya. Is it? Might be a little too far off for Luis. Charlie. Actually, I think this is this is well within Luis's range now that I, now that I look at it. Oh, that's a good ball. Eightieth minute, Mexico leading three one. Uh, we say this match is pretty much in the bag. Well, we we thought that at that two zero a little while ago, and then Canada scored. So I know, but Mexico answered back. I'm so glad. Quick. I'm glad that Canada scored. Kind of woke them up a little bit. That's not that, not that, motivation, not that, though. Not that they weren't trying to score, just that kind yeah. of like lit a little lit a little fire under their ass. They were uh, hot dogging a little too much. Yeah. Who's injured now? Uh, Chaka. He's all right. That's a foul. Oof. I love these little spats. You think they understand each other? Oh, I, I think they absolutely do. I just noticed that Charles letting his hair curl. Oh, you, you and you and is, are always on the on, on the cutting edge of the fashion. Who's who does <laughs> Cavallini play for? I thought it was Puebla. Yeah, he's bringing back the Alice headband. I thought he looked dapper with that short haircut, but I think he wants his locks back. 
So it's three one. There's there's a, I think I think Chaka's down. Let's see if they sub for him. Mexico has already lost a. Oh, it looks like it's his ankle, uh, perhaps for, or is it his knee? Oh, he does play for Puebla. We would oh. never, never steer wrong here in the cantina. Did they show the replay? Was it bad? Is it his knee hole? It's the player landed on top, tried to jump over him, and he landed on him with his foot. So he, this is like a they're gonna have to pull him out injury. I don't know if it's injured. He might just be hurting. He needs that magic spray. You guys ever had that spray on you? No, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. Ice spray? Yeah. I have a, a a skit idea where if you go to like a like a, like one of those uh, clinics, the minute clinic type things, you know, and you, you say, you know, Doc, I have a, you know, whatever. And kind of like they do here, they just start just, just pour cold water all over that, that part that's afflicting you. Because yeah, apparently, apparently that's the only thing that can work to get cool guys. So with whatever the affliction is, and that's the first the doc's first. Well, let me pour some cold water all over that. Make sure. Is it? Is it is this thing still working? Yes. All right. Just, just, just making sure. <laughs> You think Canada will score another one? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, no, I think I think Mexico they're they're gonna settle. I mean, or Canada I, the the counter all you know as one does when they, but they have they have the players to do it though. I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a they almost the, the thing is is that you know Mexico got that lucky goal right before the end of the first half. If Canada goes in zero zero, you know they have to like their chances. Yeah, Canada hasn't been bad. I felt like they could have definitely caught Mexico on a counter earlier. Yeah, no, like I, you know, we we talked about it earlier. I know that uh, our young uh, Mr. Landeros, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, that every game is going to be a cakewalk, and then this one, uh, you know, has been, I mean, certainly much more of a struggle than anything that, that Cuba was able to uh, present. And, and obviously Martinique is going to be a little bit uh, different, but you know, Canada's, you know, they, they have some players now. They have some players that can make a difference. I, I, it would not shock me if Mexico played Canada again in the semifinals, honestly. Wouldn't shock me at all. But I don't know if I'm going to make that prediction just yet. See a Chivas flag there. I see it. Oh, Chivas. It's such a great novella. I mean, see, a really... Pumas, see a Pumas one? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I see a two now. Uh, Antichado's goal against South Korea in Russia, one of, one of the replays, uh, has the g- gigantic Puma in the, in, in the background. That was fantastic. fantastic. I don't think I saw any other any team logos at all. You know, I know the Eng- English fans do that a lot. Though they'll bring their English flag with with the name of where they're from or their the club that they support. Yeah. In fact, that's that's you know almost exclusively what they have. You know, Canada moves the ball pretty well. They are. Uh, they do. I mean, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of they have a lot of a lot of young talent. They weren't so nice 
They might win. Well, they weren't very nice tonight. They, they, they were. I think they'll invite him for some Tim Hortons after this. <laughs> They've got a pretty big, you know, uh, pretty big team. Hi, boys. Go have some Molson's. Some poutine. I've never had poutine. It's delicious. You go to Canada like regularly, don't you? Do you go for 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 your work? No, but I, I I've been, I've been, but I haven't I haven't been to Canada in a while. But I've had poutine before, and it's delicious. I have it's been to Montreal and Vancouver. I went to to, to uh, Niagara Falls in Toronto. Toronto. Niagara Falls is right here. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a golazo by Guardado. Golazo. Yeah, that's he, that's. he hadn't scored one of those in a while. I remember the first couple of uh, games that, that he that he started playing in the right before the '06 World Cup, and he would, but he used to just let them rip from even further back, and they wouldn't. They were like lasers; they wouldn't move, like ropes. Uh, there was no spit on them at all. I was like, man, it was, it was like. You know, the, the, that's the one thing I always thought that Mexico could produce is just a guy that is a crazy good shot. Yeah. That was that was his early call to fame, right? That outlast yeah. and he scores two against America? It was, yeah, from like 35 yards out. Was it in the same match? It was, I think. I think you're absolutely right. Oh, I think it was just blasted him. So and he had a really good one against Uruguay in the Copa America, too. He was like 20 years old. That's when he had his, uh, what do we call that, a jerry curl? Is that, is that the look that he had back then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had that for a while. He did. It, it looked like Ochoa was in the field. But it was, it was a little more watered down. It was, it was like he was the uh, the low water pressure version <laughs> of Ochoa. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oh man, that's that is that is pretty funny. He's actually had really good gold cups, uh, Guardado. Yes, because he, uh, you know, he scored the goal against the U.S. in '07 when uh, Phil Haber got that volley off the corner and scored to win two-one. Where where Nettie had the exact same shot in the first half and put it like a six inches over the bar. Neddy, ah, the great Neddy Castillo. We remember him fondly here in the Cantina MX podcast for. I definitely thought that he was going to be the savior for one summer. I mean, good lord, how could how, how could anybody not just like just fall in love with? Yeah, that was a golazo he scored against Brazil, where he uh, he did uh, what two sombreritos. Just, yeah, yeah, just unbelievable. One over uh, Maicon, who was it? The defending and the goal coming out. The goalie was Julio Cesar. Ramos, Ramosito's goal against the Julio Cesar in that game was <laughs> Julio Cesar was so mad that he got bamboozled on the shot. Only to lose against him in the semifinals. It's well, that was to... Argentina that they lost. Oh, that was Argentina. Was it was in Brazil? Yeah. No, they uh, yeah they played because uh, uh, Messi scored a, a oh yeah Golazo on the, uh, the Vaselina on uh, on Osvaldo. Did, oh, did you guys watch uh, the Messi interview on Fox Sport Argentina? 
think he talks. He, 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 he talks about Pumas. No, he talks about that goal though. Oh really? Yeah, they talk about because they, they talk about his best goals, and uh, and they talk. He talks about how like that's that's one of them, and how every time he plays, he's played in Mexico. It's always a difficult game. It's pretty. Well, interesting. At, at least he he softened the blow a little bit, you know. Yeah. He he, he gave the respect. I remember in that World Cup where they went up three one or what, just that with the terrible the offside, the offside goal. goal, and then then the the yeah, unable to, to recover from it, Osorio gaff when uh, Messi did something on, on the field and Rafa came in just just level just got a yellow for it just just wiped them out and uh, as, as if they weren't teammates exactly he just, <laughs> I'm sure he'd been waiting to do that for two years you know however long that he practiced where he couldn't do that you know just completely took him out. Probably why he wasn't invited to the Rafa Marquez retirement game. He he didn't get invited. No, it was it was there wasn't any of the Barca guys there. I was surprised, except Mark Rosas. He was I think he was the only Barca guy that was there. Oh, that is surprising. Like not Eto, not Puyol, none of those guys. Uh-huh. Unless he's unless he's going to do another one, but that's the one they did in Guadalajara recently. Well, he can't go anywhere else right now. Yeah. Maybe everyone's too busy. You would think you would have like Puyol, Xavi, uh, Pique, yeah, biscuits, Iniesta, all those guys. God, they were a great team. How amazing is it for Rafa Marquez to be a part of that team? Not, not just any Barcelona team, yeah. but like that team. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the reasons they were able to do what they, what they did was because of those guys. Yeah. Oh, hook them. Hook, hook them like hook them horns. Did you see it? Yeah. Texas. That was a, that was a Texas reference. What happened, Hoyle? I'm pretty much, I think this Mexico has it in the bag. Too many oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're calling it? Yeah. The, the, Update has come in from the decision desk. <laughs> Jorge Aceves has called it 3-1 for Mexico. Canada is showing a lot more uh, than, than any of us were expecting. So, And good for you. I mean, they, they need, you know, hopefully they can make the hex. No, yeah, they're, they're a team that's like... Um, they're on the up. They're in the up, and, and they're facing the Mexico team that's already, you know, has some of the players on the field. They're very well... Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no. Canada's played. Uh, they had definitely acquitted themselves very, very, very well tonight. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think that they have a couple of reserves on the field too. So this isn't like quote unquote like they're. No, yeah. If you take away Mexico's uh, experienced players, and then we, if they had like just more young guys, I bet this would be a much tougher game. But uh, that's what happens when you have a Guardado. Even like you know, trying the back, helping that shaky defense, you know, coordinating. It makes it makes the big difference. So I said that 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 could be a role who that that Oliver Peralta could play for. Yes, see, we always bring it back. For Chivas. 
yeah, I do think. And I mean, you guys are saying he took what? He took trophies to. He had a. He had, He's already starting to set him straight. He's like, man. He was a with him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess he's like, hey, man, I came here to win. What? You know, where, well, where's your head at? What, let me ask you this. You let me ask you this, Cole. Who, who do you think won the battle? Did 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 the trophies leave thinking, man, I you know I have a, a really good opportunity to. To, to do really well here with Chivas and Oribe. Or did Bonino walk out going, man, I am really looking forward to the party tonight over at the at Chofis' pool. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to have some killer snaps. Yeah. No, um, I, I think it's, it's the other way around because we said it in one of the previous pods how uh, both both Chofis and like Pulido, you know, they're, they're players that should be Higher up in the in the Liga MX, they should be like even selection, you know, considered for the national team, and and not there's really nothing bad from them. It's almost none from other teams that they, they don't want to touch those guys. You know, they see them as toxic, uh, and it's not for lack of talent. So they're seeing it like we're, we're kind of waste pissing it off. You know, we're, we're wasting it away here, and. Uh, we can't be playing and not qualifying and thinking that our value is not going to go down. So I do think they see that in a positive light, having this guy right here. That's just as, just how he's professional. I would say. Now, Rigo, uh, before before we go here, uh, you you are a new father. Congratulations! Thank you. You have a uh, yeah. Congrats. So I would have to ask you, as a new dad, obviously uh, she's what three months old? Is that? Four? Yeah, she's three months old. She's gonna so, be three months on Friday. So she's not talking yet. No, not talking yet. But 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 when she does start talking, would you would you as a dad, would you as a dad be upset if 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 these were her first words? Okay, Ching, Ching Wei, uh, Madre El America. Not at all. Not at all. I would encourage it. She already she already has like three Chivas jerseys. Uh-huh. And uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna set her down the path of of uh disappointment. Now, do, you, early. do you get her uh like like classic Chivas or just like whatever 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 the you know the, that, that whatever onesie we could find. So there, there are there are Chivas onesies. Yeah, I got her a Cheech one too, one from the Mexico national team. So you know the little the the remember the white jersey that came out during the World Cup with the stripes. Oh little, yeah, the little Gucci look. She she has one of those. She's got the green one, and she's got like three Chivas kits. And then from Paraguay because she's she's half Paraguayan. She right. has, Another uh, Chiba shirt from Paraguay. She has uh, <laughs> no, she has a Club Olimpia shirt. Right. No, no, but you know the selección is almost. Uh, does does yeah. she have, does she have the, the comunica? Now, if you could find a comunicaciones onesie. No, she does not have one of those. But that that would be pretty cool. But uh, I'm working on that. I'll, yeah, that would that could take some digging. You might have to. <laughs> yeah, that, that one could be hard. But but I think achievable. I think achievable. No, yeah, you could you could definitely get one. That uh, well, anyway, congratulations. Uh, Thank you on that, <clears throat> well, gentlemen. So the game's over. Mexico wins three-one. They have officially clinched the group. 
Although, uh, if one game to spare. I suppose Martinique could beat that. <laughs> I hope. I hope we see a couple of you know some. I'm, I'm sure we will see some changes in the lineup. Some rotaciones. Some, some rotaciones. You're missing, you're missing yeah. The rotaciones are okay because he's from Argentina. Uh, if you're doing okay. rotaciones and you're from Colombia, then people are going to have a heart attack. Yeah. No, but Argentina, so it's okay. No, I, I, I'd like to see some of the other guys that went, like Vega. Uh, who else? I mean, Pizarro, if he's healthy. Right. A little bit, a little bit more of Montes. Uh, I don't know about Hector Miller. I'm not really. I'd like to see uh, who's the other goalie he took. Uh, Jonathan Orozco. Uh, I don't want to see him. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Rigo Ayala bringing the. Not, I'm nothing against him. He, I'm just not a fan. He's uh, okay. I mean, yeah. honestly, Ochoa, I mean, as, as. Didn't Tata say that Ochoa was also cemented in the lineup? Yeah. He did. Well, he, he, he did say that the, he, the, him and his staff preferred Orozco because he plays better with his feet. But that because of the. Hierarchy, uh, a show is going to be starting. I would like to see more of yeah. Charlie. Honestly, the, 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 how on earth can you make a decision about about your goalkeeper based on? Oh, well, I don't like the way that he you know he plays with his feet when he. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's what what's called would do. Oh, sorry. Right. Remember he would he would play uh, Corona sometimes because he uh, was better in the air, or he I think I think Corona was the one that played better with his feet too. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, I mean, come on. Who's I mean, Fernando that, Navarro? That's like not playing a wide receiver because he doesn't he doesn't block you know defensive ends very well. Come on, I mean it's such a small part of the game. But anyway, but I'm getting out of here, guys. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a good spot for us to, to to wrap up here our special edition. Uh, I'll try and be on on uh, Sunday. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be late because I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be back. It'll probably be a little bit more post game. <clears throat> Excuse me, post game. But I will have I uh, will try and get as much sound as I can. Oh, that's right. You're gonna be at the game. Well, enjoy yeah. Charlotte. Have some barbecue. Is that what I can eat in, in, in Charlotte? Because I've been trying to figure it out. Barbecue. Yeah, but I'm from Texas, man. There's, there's, there's. Yeah, there's but it's different. Nothing. It's different. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It's different. Why? Uh, why? If you drove a Mercedes, <laughs> would say, "Hey, here's a 1994 Hyundai." No, <laughs> it's not that big of a difference. I'd, I'd be like, it's more like a BMW. Oh. Uh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Actually, I've never had Carolina barbecue. I'm sure. See, I, I'd say in Texas, barbecue is, is, is more beef. Uh, more I think, beef. think they're more pork, right? Yeah, they're more pork. So, but I mean, I could certainly. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, averse to trying a few ribs because I, I do. Bojangles. Things. I don't know if you guys you guys have Bojangles in Texas, do you? No, like I said, we have we have Texas barbecue. Bojangles is a, is a fried chicken place. No, we don't have Bojangles. We have oh. Zaxby's, and we have. Uh, I know you got to go. You got to go to Bojangles and get the. And get the Cajun fillet biscuit. Well, we have Popeyes, so no, not not the same. Well, I mean, it is Cajun. 
<laughs> yes. Um, I think that's pretty much all I know about Charlotte. I, I thought about going to that game, too, but it didn't work out. I've been to Charlotte before. I mean, the, the, the city is really cool. And I mentioned yeah. The city. I, w- I wish I could get there the day before, but uh, I have a... You're going just for the day? Yeah, I'm going to go up, uh, leave it. I mean, I don't know. I can't even tell you how early my flight is uh, Sunday morning. It's I might I might have to get up at 2.30 here at the house to, to, to make, because I, I live a ways away from the airport. So it leaves at 5 a.m. That's just, I, It is like an ungodly to leave Jesus. at 5 yeah. So on flights that early, I get a, I get a window seat. And, uh, enjoy I'll, the view? For about the first three minutes, and then hopefully enjoy the view of the last three minutes. Because <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll sleep. That is, well, have a safe flight and uh, enjoy Charlotte. Thank you, sir. We'll, uh, we, we will talk uh, after that. If not, then we'll uh, we'll try and get uh, going after one of the uh, – or during one of the quarterfinals as well. So we'll, Yes. Uh, but but thank you, you very much, Rodrigo. Thank you, guys. All right. Later, Hoyle. Late, late. Hoyle Aceves a good spot for us to wrap it up here tonight. Yes, sir. We don't know. So, they, they, uh, you know, I think we can uh, uh, just – Got reaction, uh, not Mexico's best performance. Uh, you know, again, you know, they had, uh, some, some, uh, some slip ups, some stuff that, you know, but easily correctable stuff. So it's not, it's not like they're like not playing well. I mean, they're still playing well. They just were a little sloppier tonight than, uh, and still scoring. Yeah. He needs, he needs to work on the defense, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, it's 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 the te- I would say the three toughest opponents that they could face: Canada, Costa Rica, and the U.S. Um, can they still face the other two? John, I'm not sure how the bracket looks. Yeah. So, uh, well, what's going to happen, Joel, is that uh, Costa Rica is on is on this side of the bracket. So, if they end up winning their group, which they probably will, then they'll play Canada. So, and then the winner of that game would play Mexico because Mexico's going to get like Haiti or, or Bermuda or Nicaragua. Yeah. That, that, that's what Mexico's getting. So Mexico will win that game. So they're going to play uh, either either Canada or Costa Rica in the semifinals. And uh, I'm not so sure if I were Mexico, I would want to see Canada again. I, I, I think I would rather play Costa Rica. Not because they can't beat Canada, but because it's very difficult to beat a team twice in, in the same turn, especially, you know, so a few games apart. Yeah. No, but I still feel like looking at all the squads, it's Mexico has the the most well balanced team. They do. I mean they, they and, certainly and the best coach. <laughs> what yeah. what more far. do you want? Yeah, by far. Yeah. So Although, I mean uh, I think that the, the 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 second best coach in the region right now would be uh Matosas. Down in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica is perfect for him. Perfect. Matosas mm-hmm. is like it's like it's like a it's like a Leon of national teams. And and he's he healed all the Mexican players. Right. Oof. Tata Martino drop. Well, anyway, Joel, uh, we will uh, we'll do this again on Sunday. Of course, it'll yes, be a lot easier for you because it'll, it'll be three hours uh, behind me. But. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so hopefully we will uh, we'll get some sound up from the 
the game is wrapped up. Thank you all, everyone, uh, everyone for listening here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We will do this again uh, Sunday night, like we mentioned, for Mexico's third game against Charlotte. Uh, had a, had a lot of fun. It was a, it all worked out very well. Yes, it did, sir. Yes, it did. We will uh, talk to you guys uh, hopefully on Sunday night. My name is John Jagu for Joel Aceves and I'm Landeros and Arrigo Ayala. This is uh, John Jagu saying good night here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Talk to you all later.